Hey guys, this is Sky Elabar, Big Braden from the Greasy Strangler, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. You're a bullshit artist. to the horror spot podcast episode number 181 tonight we're talking about the greasy strangler i'm with big steve we got big joe big sam and myself big todd they're all looking radiant tonight and we have a special guest star joe who is it it's uh sky elabar big Braden himself oh sorry am i talking loud sorry i'm blowing out your earphones sam oh, you're fine sam's <laughs> sam. just got them blasted from her when sam. she's in the corner earlier Sam's ears are bleeding. <laughs> uh, no, we uh, we uh, we just interviewed me and Steve interviewed Sky Elabar, who plays Braden in the Greasy Strangler. So we were super excited to have him on. We talked all things greasy. Nice. Uh, so definitely stick around for the end of the episode. I'm excited for that, that. one. That sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What were you guys been up to? Anything? Um. Any good foods? Well, well, Sam and I went on a tiki boat this weekend. That was fun. Explain. Um, so it leaves out of Salem Harbor and it's like a 90 minute boost cruise and it looks like the shape of like a tiki like house, but it's like a boat. It's pretty wild. I'll, you know, I'll post a picture of it on the discord for people who want to see it, but it, it was a lot of fun and it was a beautiful day for it. And we had painkillers, which were delicious. I don't even know what's in them. I think there there's rum and pineapple juice and I don't even know what else, but they, they'd get the job done. They could definitely get the job done. And then we went to Con Orlocks. We took our, our, cause we went with a couple of friends and we went over to uh, Con Orlocks Monster Museum, which is always a great take. Um, no new additions, I don't think, since the last time. Well, they added a Demigorgon, but I think we talked about it on the show. It just got added like maybe a month ago. It's like a full size. The thing's like 12 feet tall. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Joe also is leaving out while we are on the Tiki cruise. We crossed a boat that was named right. the Amityville Horror. It was so mm -hmm. cool. It was pretty cool. Yep. It was like perfect. It was, it was like, uh, what, uh, simply, uh, what is that? Mul uh, no, what, what, why can't Synchronicity? Sure. No, what's that? <laughs> or that, that I was gonna say multiplicity, but that's Michael Keaton. Great I don't movie. know. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. <laughs> okay, um, we'll, we'll just move past it. <laughs> ser serendipity. <laughs> is that, I guess so. Is that a movie too? It yeah, is. it's yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> also, I wanted to share some good news, some personal good news. So I've been running over the past two months and I've finally, well, I broke my record. I can do five miles in under an hour. Nice. Oh, very that's good. Awesome. Like under mm -hmm. 45 minutes. That's crazy. Yes. And she's making me run with her now too. And I, is it, I was going to say, is the motivation it. running away from Joe? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I run behind, I run behind her. So <laughs> <Just> she, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm always, every time I do that, I'm like, people probably think I'm like a fucking creep or like a rapist or something. And one of these days I'm going to get like punched in the back of the head while running or something like that. But <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, cause I always look behind and make sure Joe hasn't passed out behind me. And so I try not to look too frantic like I normally would if I was by myself to make sure no one else is trying to kidnap me. So I tried to stop doing it so people didn't think that Joe was my actual creeper. Mm -hmm. And it was also um, a 98 degrees, like with a real feel of like 105 when we ran in that today. And it was just good band. The fucking worst thing ever. <laughs> 98 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot today, man. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to mention this, but the Halloween Kills trailer just dropped. This I no, I don't know. I don't think either of you guys watched it. But Wait, was, why are we mentioning it? Well, like I don't think we're going to do a new segment, so that's why I wanted to mention it now. And, I mean, it was fucking pretty awesome, I thought. I think it looks better than uh, Halloween 2018, so I'm super excited for it. You Michael can also looked- check out my YouTube channel, Halloween Happy. I do a reaction video. Go ahead and that this, hit that subscribe button. Okay, thank you. Smash the like button. Smash the like. You can do thumbs down, too. <laughs> you can just walk away from your phone. Just play it. It'll help me out. Thanks. Yeah, I did start I, watching it, but it was like, oh, crap. They're showing way too much. I turned it off. I did the same thing. I watched like 30 seconds of it, and I was like, oh, they're showing way too much here. So. They showed a That's lot just of going to be a yeah. little bit of all the kills that he's going to do. So, yeah. you think? Rumor ha- <laughs> well, rumor has it it's gonna, the highest body count of ever any movie. So, we'll see. But I'm no, zombies are pretty high. It'd be hard to beat those. They are. They woo, are. Woo, ready for Michael. Let's go. Wrap right. Repping that. Fright rags. Love it. Awesome. You guys want to get in some questions? Sure. Let's do it. Are they greasy questions? Uh, it's half half. So we're gonna do right. half the segment now, half the segment later. Uh, so you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or of course, on our Discord. Uh, just ask us for the link. Always some great conversations in there. Having a lot of fun playing games and stuff. So we post pictures of what we're watching, and people try to figure it out. And people are very impressive in figuring it out. So it's uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. So the first question comes to us from Mandy. She says, "Hey Squad." What's your favorite type, style, and brand of Porto chips? Porto? Um, Can you say that one more time? Porto? (laughs) This is is really embarrassing, (laughs) but can you say it one more time? I think he's trying to say potato. (laughs) My favorite Uh, potato chip? Paprika Rich. Paprika. How do you say that word? What do you like? Paprika. There you go. Paprika. Paprika. <laughs> what kind of chip is that? I'm a very fond of the Utz Red Hot chips. They're not even. Never even seen them. They're delicious. They're and just they're... like barbecue chips. Mm, they don't taste like barbecue though. Kind of. I like jalapeno chips or Doritos. Or jalapeno cheese. kettle chips. Yeah. Nice. What about salt and vinegar? To to an extent, I do. Yeah. Uh, well, I like Pringles. I've said this before and I got hate for yeah. it, but Pringles are, you shut up. Pringles are great. Pizza yeah. flavored, sour cream flavored, barbecue flavored. What Can't is wrong, wrong with you? Wait, you know what's wrong with <laughs> you? Doritos, always good. Classic nacho cheese. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to not like ridges, but I've come around to them later in life. You put your tongue in them? Yeah, <laughs> now I do. <laughs> but I do like a good kettle chip, jalapeno and salt and vinegar. Are really good. Oh too. yeah. Like Cape Cod chips. Those are oh yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, for me, you know, I, I'm from the next question, it's the same thing. I'm pretty much the most boring person on the planet. Uh, so my favorite is Lay's regular flat chips. <laughs> so I, basic. Yeah, oh, I'm very basic when it comes to food. Yeah, so, but I also like Pringles. So I'm on Team Todd on this one. They, they don't. Hell yeah. They don't taste like fart in a can or whatever you guys called it last time. <laughs> they do give you more, too. They, they fill it to the brim. That's right. So that's yeah. Whereas I find the other bags are getting less and less. You know, it's just like Mostly air. Yeah, it's all air. Terrible. Do, do you guys feel the bag before uh, buying a bag of chips? I don't. Uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Not anymore. So I, I have a friend who worked uh, at a place where they like bag chips, and he says it's totally not even. 
Like you can get totally screwed on your bag of chips. So he suggests that you check to make sure which one has the most chips because <laughs> you can get a bag that's only a quarter full. Interesting. You'll you'll never know unless you do the check. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh the tip of the week there. Um all right. Un- unrelated, but I think some college kids did like a, a science experiment where they if they can make a boat with unpopped chip bags and they were able to do it. Wow. <laughs> Proving that they're full of air. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, her next question: Ronnie likes to put grease on everything. Is there a condiment that is your go-to for a lot of different meals? Hot sauce, hundred percent. I put a hot sauce on like everything. It doesn't need to be Frank's. I'm gonna put that shit on everything. But you know, I, I usually will got by um, just like any sort of buffalo, like wing sauce or like hot, like sort of hot sauce. But however, for Frank's Red Hot, tip for everyone. They have um, Red, Frank's Red Hot Thick now, which is like yeah. the consistency of ketchup rather than their like it's runny, dead. watery. So, it's way better than uh, their Frank's like runny red uh, sauce. So that would be my go. That's my uh, been my go to lately. I want you uh, to get a tapatio next time you're at the store, Joe. Do a what? Get a, get what? a, tap, a tapatio hot sauce. Get one of those oh, next time you're at the store. I, I've, had, I've had those before. They are very good. I would say jalapenos or probably gonna get a lot of hate for this one mayonnaise not miracle whip but mayonnaise so good on what everything you dip your fries in it you dip your pizza okay actually let, let me scratch let me scratch it i do mayo when i'm desperate for ranch not the store-bought ranch but restaurant ranch it's totally different and it's amazing okay um, is, I, I do agree. The same for blue cheese too, like restaurant blue cheese and like store bought blue cheese. Totally different. I think you got to get like a good fast food style ranch. That's where mm-hmm. I, you know, like they have. No, you don't like fast food style ranch. No, Todd. Like What's it has wrong to with be. You? Like who? What's a good? Uh, well, like we probably have different places, but like small. Bert, like, McDonald's not, doesn't no, have. No, hell no, ranch. hell no. Like smaller mom and pop, like a place called George's or something. They always have really good ranch. Like not chain restaurants, but smaller stuff. Okay, but is it? It's not prepackaged, right? No, 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 no. It okay, comes in a little we'll... cup that they scoop in themselves. Yeah, we're probably talking about the same kind of ranch. Yeah, yeah. so good. So I'm going with um, non-store-bought, non-chain food ranch. Yeah. And my answer is the same. For me, it's plain chips, plain hot dog, plain burger, plain <laughs> uh, wings, everything. I don't like condiments at all. Wait, wait, I think plain wings, wow. like nothing? Just oh. No, no buffalo wings? Like, just no, no, like, just, yeah. just like I, I was taking, like, they call them butt naked. Like, just, uh, oh. Oh. Uh, right. to, to me, w- w- for all those things, whether it's the burger, the hot dog, the whatever it is, I find that the condiment takes away from the taste of the meat. So okay. it's like, uh, so you're, do you doing get... dry, you're doing dry bun, which is a burger? Oh, what? Yeah, try bun. Just uh, really? no. Oh. Do you do cheese? I'll, I'll do cheese. Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cheese and bacon is as far as I'll go with the. All right. With a burger, but uh, do you no do condiments. Salt and pepper. I don't ask for it. I'm, okay. I assume they salt and pepper the the patty, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm just I don't. I was always I've always been that way. Steve's I don't like, a ba- basic guy. Are you cheese pizza guy. too? Just cheese. I'll take pepperoni. I like meat, so it's like meat or pepperoni or, but yeah. Gotcha. See, I'm the opposite. I'll smother like I made. I grilled a hamburger this weekend. I made like a, I made onion rings. I made grilled onions, bacon, and then barbecue sauce smothered on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> so that probably would have like made you go crazy. Uh, all right. So big shift in her questioning here. 
Who do you think has the biggest dick in horror? Char- character, I mean. Oh my god. Biggest Big dick. Ronnie. Ooh, he's yeah, pretty... definitely. <laughs> it's it's infested with something, but it's oh, big. Man. I just thought of the line where he's like, "Look, what does he say? It looks like a like a, a mouse, a big mouse's mouse, head." Giant mouse head. <laughs> <laughs> looks um, like an anteater. Yeah, man, that thing's huge. I I don't know who would. Uh, maybe um, Tiny from House of a Thousand Corpses because he's such a big dude. I could see him packing something. What about Pumpkinhead? And we just don't know oh. it. No, Pumpkinhead's penis is small. Like you can but see mate, it. That's, like, so are your guys' penises <laughs> starting off. Like he's maybe a, it he's a, a little bit for Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Grower <laughs> not a shore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> his, his penis is like the size of Braden's. I'm surprised he didn't take out tweezers. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> oh uh, I, I would say Candyman. Like, if you've met uh, Tony Todd in person, he's a big dude. Dude, those hands alone are like ridiculous. So I'm sure he's packing heat too. So I think Candyman might, he mm. might even beat uh, Big Ronnie, I would think. Oh. Yeah. In girth and in length. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a good uh, assessment of the, <laughs> in the horror world. Uh, and her last question, I missed asking a question last week, so I'll double up here. What are some of the Saw and Greasy Strangler autos and merch that you own? Ooh, I don't own anything Greasy Strangler. Do you do you own anything Greasy, Sam? I don't think I do. No, they do have the vinyl record. I know. Sam, I asked Sam yesterday, I was like, do you have that? And she's like, no, I was like, we need to get that. Um, and they make a really cool, like, I think it's Clay Guy makes like a really cool uh, Greasy Strangler figure. It's pretty amazing. Um, as far as Saw, uh, just I have a couple Tobin Bell things, uh, Tobin Bell autographs. Um, and I think he's the only actor from the franchise I have. I'd love to get Shawnee Smith. I've never had the chance to meet her. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I have a Saw poster with Carrie Elwes and Tobin Bell signed. Mm-hmm. And then a pic, and then a picture with Tobin, who's really, really nice guy. Carrie Elwes is nice too, but he was like in a tent where you couldn't like walk up to him. Yeah, I remember you, you saying that. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> I, I talked about that one episode. It was like a line of everyone and him uh, like alone in a tent. It yeah, so like weird. weird. And he, he he's a good looking cat by himself. It's like, but he has like makeup caked. It's like, man, you're a good looking guy. I don't see the problem. But uh, mm. and then Greasy Strangler, nothing. But I get to meet them next month, so I'm planning to get a couple things. Hell yeah. Val Kilmer did a tent too. Did um, he? I didn't meet him, but he had like a tent set up around him. He's Probably like the only other person like I've seen do that. Odd angles. People taking Maybe. pictures and stuff. Yeah. And then like uh there's a few people like separate rooms. Like I know Robert Robert England almost always is in a separate room from what I've seen. Christina Ricci, when we went to a con with her, and Kate Beckinsale all had like private rooms. It's funny when I met Robert England, he was just out in the open. Yeah, it, it depends on the con, because like, yeah, I mean, this this con was like a lot. It was in a hotel, so they maybe just didn't have the room for him. Yeah, as for me, I have uh, Tobin Bill's autograph, but I didn't meet him. I got it through service. I have someone from um, Saw Seven, but uh, I don't remember who. It's one of the victims in the like the main trap. Um, I got that in a band box, I think. Oh yeah, I got that one too from Jigsaw, right? I yeah, think. that's right. Yeah, that's from yeah. Jigsaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so those are the only two Saw autographs. Although I kick myself to this day because I mean I've seen Carrie Elwes, I've seen Danny Glover, but I I didn't Passed start anything. Oh well, yeah, because well Danny Glover was really early on in my like conning. So oh, okay. I didn't I didn't bring enough money. Uh and two, I wasn't like planning, you know, at that time. Like it was just mm. 
was. Yeah. So I totally regret that because I would have started a saw poster and tried again. Yeah. Oh, you got to watch out for the older gentlemen and ladies now, man. Uh, I, I know that now, but back then yeah. I was, you know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got Gunnar Hansen, at least that one. So. Yeah, that's my regret still. <laughs> He's uh, by himself too, just sitting there. Oh, me too. Like there was nobody at his table. No one knew who the fuck he was, I think. So, which is very unfortunate the way it is, I guess. Uh, as far as items though, I don't have I nothing from Greasy Strangler, although, and you'll hear that in the interview, I will be contacting Sky because he sells a Greasy Strangler like pack, which includes a Greasy um, beanie, a script, and an autographed picture of uh, him and Michael St. Michael's so shit artist yeah yeah <laughs> I'll, and he, I'll buy one let me know you know he said he said he well you'll hear it in the interview but he he, he doesn't even sell him like on a website he said just contact him just like private message him and it's badass yeah <laughs> yeah so I'll, I'll definitely be doing that uh for sure um so that's all her questions the next one let's see there's a lot of greasy strangler ones here okay so it's kind of greasy but not really so this one's from horror fan ryan who is greasier Frank Zito from Maniac or Big Ronnie from the Greasy Strangler? <laughs> oh man, that's that's a good one. I uh, think Big Ronnie's in, intentional and Maniac Cop is not, right? Right. Yeah, no, Maniac. totally. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to compare them, honestly. I, I guess I would go with uh the guy from Maniac because just because it's not intentional. <laughs> I completely agree. He's so greasy. God in that in Undertaker, he's so greasy. I, I don't remember being that greasy in Rocky though. I don't know. Maybe it's just they shot him from far away, or it's uh. But in those movies, oh my god, yeah. So I'd say yeah, like you guys said, uh, you know, it's not intentional. So, uh, all right. Next question here uh, from Black Lagoon Girl: If you were to lead a ridiculous tour like the disco tour in the movie, what type of tour would it be? No ghost or horror. That is too obvious. <laughs> Ooh, um, I would run a tour of mob movies because mob movies are like my favorite thing besides horror so i would um in boston actually has a lot of mob history and there's been quite a few mob movies filmed here so i would take people around and show them those that'd be fun joe Mm -hmm. let's do it (laughs) um i would do mine would be a food tour it would be a nacho tour (laughs) Are you going to get false information, though? Like, this is where the nacho chip was invented. No, it's like um, you try different nachos. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So I live in Kentucky. So how about I do a false Kentucky Fried Chicken tour where this is where the colonel thought of the idea for the slogan, stuff like that. <laughs> like they're making up shit along the way, too. Do we know for sure Ronnie's tour is not factual? Like, there's never – it's never – Said for it sure if he's scamming. I assume too, but <laughs> um, you, you yeah. know, cool in the gang. That's <laughs> where they wrote the lyrics. <laughs> right. Banning in the doorway. I, I would say for me, it, it's if I went through my old neighborhood, like where I grew up, I, I just show him a tour of like all the different places I got drunk and passed out. <laughs> like, oh, so, you know, this dumpster is where I puked once and this little like fern i slept in <laughs> just like it'd be like a drunk history so be a hot seller i would imagine those yeah, very much yeah <laughs> i mean but the question is will there be free drinks well, of course i mean i want them to have their own you know their own drunk story so <laughs> yeah free drinks at the end free drinks are not included <laughs> <laughs> would they be fizzy drinks or just water uh, wrong information <laughs> 
Next series of questions from Captain Amazing 85. That's Chuck. The squad has now become a band. Who is the lead singer and what are the responsibilities of the other members? Wow. Sam would probably be the lead singer. Um, and then I would put some Fleetwood Mac action. Yeah. And then I would put, I'd put Steve on drums and uh, Todd on guitar and me on bass. I like it. Thank you. I like it. I would flip it though. I put Steve on bass. He looks like a bass guy. All right. And I'll put you on drums. All right. Fun fact. I was a professional drummer. Wow. Okay. What? Yeah, that's right. Is there anything you can't do? Rock, rock band doesn't count, Steve. Uh, did, did I? I was a drummer and I got paid for it. That's a professional drummer. Right. <laughs> Cheater. Yeah, I saw I worked on a video game called Rock Band and I was the drummer. So technically, you know, by I was a professional drummer in that wait, regard. You, wait, wait what? On it? I, I worked on the game Rock Band. Really? 2, well, Rock Band ACDC and Rock Band 2. Specifically. Wow. And you drummed so, on it? Did you really? Yeah, I was the well, you know, we, we were I did it, I did all of them because I was testing. That was like my job. Yeah. But, uh drummer was mainly what I did because I was better at it than the other people that I worked with. So Oh well, my that's gosh, fun. that's amazing. Wait, so when you play the game, that's you is you can that's like your drumming? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I, I tested the game. He tested. Oh, <laughs> yeah. tested. Okay. So he got yes. paid oh, to dr- test drum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. think if that's how you yeah, say that, it, that's right? correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, Just to make sure everything that's, works. That's, that's amazing. Still, yeah, that's still cool. So I, I spent. You're three so m- cool. <laughs> I spent three months of my life drumming to ACDC for uh, just nonstop, sixty hours a week. So that's amazing. Yeah, good times. So yeah, I like uh, Joe's lineup. I think that would be best. You good with that, Sam? Yeah. Or if I switch it up, I would do what Todd said, but then and have Joe be the singer, and then I would be the drummer. Nice. Drumming's harder than it looks. I gotta say. I, don't know I wish it was one skill that I had. Like, ugh, I just I love listening to the drums and I love watching people play them. It's like, it's insane. Especially that men. No offense, but that men can like play the drums. It's so hot. Like. It's like, how can they multitask? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you definitely then, need a high, you know, you need like rhythm because you need to do your feet and your hands at the same time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy. I would put our whole Discord server as um, like our backup choir. Love it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I don't know what rock band has a backup choir. Metallica did, hey, I think, for yeah. like one album, right? I would just throw them back there. Fuck it. You can, you're, 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 if it's your band, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. So, you know, <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right. His next question How much grease could a greasy strangler strangle if a greasy strangler actually strangled grease? Wow. I would say um, uh, probably about 12 ounces of grease. 12 ounces? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going um, 3.5 pounds. Oh. Wait, is there really a right answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are pops in your head? I'm gonna say zero. It's zero. grease. It's just gonna fall out of your hand. But it's gonna That's... squirt too. You grab some, you squirt it. Does a, a fountain? Answer. Okay, L- yeah. I'll Literal- say four four pounds. Literally just after we watched Greasy Strangler yesterday, um, I cleaned out my air fryer and we had cooked bacon in it and it had been sitting there for like three days and it was like just Ugh. like 
disgusting amount of grease like and i was like i just started clearing clearing like playing with it in my fin- with my fingers and i'm like oh man this shit is nasty put it on your face <laughs> i know i well like immediately i was like oh my god big ronnie would like have an orgasm like if i if i poured this grease on his meal i need to put it in my glasses <laughs> it needs to go on my glasses <laughs> um yeah i have no idea let's say 16 pounds a standard bowling ball i don't know why um that's what i would go with. very specific yeah bowling ball heaviness right uh all right i suck ass at bowling i i used to anyway i don't want to i used to be professional <laughs> i don't i don't want to i don't even want to say it um, in, new, in new england we have candle pin bowling i don't know if anyone's ever heard of that it's like specifically i think a new england thing but it's like really small it's like the the pins look like candles so that's why it's called candle pin and then the balls are tiny they probably are only like a few pound balls that's why they're from new england hey hey (laughs) um but yeah it's a lot um, just nods (laughs) i know it's considered like (laughs) it's considered like a lot harder than like normal bowling because i thought i was on mute but i wanted to like communicate that i was like yeah (laughs) and then we also have have you guys ever heard of duck pin bowling yeah, we have that here. Okay. You have it's, that there. It's, okay. it's not fucking bowling. Like bullshit, <laughs> bullshit artist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if it's not a big ball and fucking ten regular pins, it's not fucking bowling. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm a purist. Our last bowling alley in my city closed like because of COVID. So now I have oh, to go really? two, it's not two hours. Back? No, it's gone. That's weird. Those make a killing. So easy to manage. Yeah, but it, the the last one was like a fucking dump. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh definitely not a good thing uh his next question what horror movie has the best soundtrack Ooh. i don't know that is tough anything anything carpenter's ever done is always great mm-hmm. um i mean halloween classic um oh we're talking soundtrack, not score, one. right yeah we're talking soundtrack not score soundtrack not score okay get out has a great soundtrack do they do they have actual music oh yeah i guess so they got Redbone, right yeah um i don't know i never like was into um i know one okay sorry i know what you did last summer oh no 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 scream has a great soundtrack yeah scream did have some good ones one i really liked was disturbing behaviors had a really cool uh, soundtrack all right i always hear (laughs) i always know like the go-to on this one a lot of people say is queen of the damned had like an amazing soundtrack but I don't even, I don't remember it. Wasn't I mean, it good? It, it's no uh, <laughs> Night, Night to Roxbury, but. <laughs> oh, all right. Night of the Demons is really good too. Night of the Demons has a great, has a really good soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. I always hear, uh, a lot of people say Ghost Ship too. as a good soundtrack. Good question. I, I'd like to know what people, uh, send it in our Discord, what you think the best soundtrack is. Mm-hmm. I can definitely use an update to my, uh, to my music list. Uh, all right. His last question. Hey, Joe. Hey. Jo- Joseph. Yes. Josephus. Yes. Jobadiah. All right. Can you ask Sam what our food pairing is? Oh. Oh. Sam, what's our food pairing? Just grease. Just grease. Crisco. <laughs> Just cutting Crisco. to the chase. Crisco okay. grilled grilled lard sandwich. Like a grilled, but it's just grilled lard sandwich. Some can we have a fruit bowl on the side at least? Some grapefruit? With the cherry right in the center. Ooh, yum. Gosh, that's gross. And a and a fart on the side. Ooh. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, all right. And our last question for now, the rest Seems are all like I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> are all Greasy Strangler related. That's from Horror Fan Ryan. Since it's two years ago today, actually, that Steve auditioned for the podcast, what was it you guys liked about him to have him join the podcast? You know Steve planned to this question. I did not. <laughs> Shower we always me with talk about Steve joining, but never Sam joining. <laughs> uh, we talked about when you joined. Like, Tell me how pretty I am, Steve I mean, says. We mentioned it last, last episode, I think. Am I not pretty, pretty enough? enough? Is my heart too broken? Okay, so why do we like Steve? Like, why do you pick me over the all the candidates that you guys got at the time? You only had like Shut up! Shut up! No, I mean Shut like up. we only had like one serious candidate, and it was no. Steve. There were a few that emailed you guys. I, I know, but yeah, Joe and I kind of had Steve in mind the whole time. Is like with Sam, it was kind of like a done deal yeah because we, like, we like steve yeah and we steve had been on before and we knew him through youtube and we knew he was great that he was good and then once we brought him on for the audition it was just like every it just felt so nat like it was just natural like every week we clicked and connected like right away i mean because but we already knew him you know so but yeah so it's just like it was perfect I mean, you guys know Steve literally does so many different other podcasts too. Like he's just such a great person to have a good conversation with and it flows so easy and he's good. Like keeping at the, what do you call it? Like he's good at being at like your, I'm I'm like hitting my toes. What am I thinking of? Keeping you on your toes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At selling my foot pics on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so he he thinks it's because of his willingness to watch shitty movies on Tubi. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. Who, who asked yeah. that question? It was a horror fan, Ryan. Do you owe him money now? Or of course, <laughs> my bucks, PayPal. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's all of the questions we had this week, at least for now. So thank you everyone for sending them. We really appreciate it. And now a word from our deadly sponsor. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Yeah, what watched? Let's do it. Get it out. Who wants to go first? Get it out. Um, I'll start us off and Sam, if she wants to start off, say this too, because we did Annabelle. We talked about all our Annabelle's last week, but we also rewatched The Conjuring, which is available over on Netflix for anyone that would like to watch it. Um, I had not watched The Conjuring, the original. It had been a while. Like I, we do tend to watch it around Halloween time, but it had been at least maybe a year or two since I had seen it. And, um, yeah, it still holds up fantastic. It's definitely my favorite of the franchise still. Um, but I definitely do want to go back and watch part two because two, I think, might be the one I've watched the least. I've watched it maybe two or three times. But I definitely want to go back and uh, rewatch it just to compare it um, to that first one. But yeah, like the first one just is so memorable. There's so many good scenes. And I mean, there's not like one bad performance or like one dull moment in that movie. It's, it's so fucking good. I love it. It's probably in my, I mean, maybe like my top 20 or 30, maybe like of all time. So yeah. Top 
30, I feel like it could probably be top 18, Joe. I don't know. Like when you start like really getting into the nitty gritty and looking at okay. how many good movies are. <laughs> You're right. Um. So yeah, it had been a while since I seen it too, but we had watched it right after the Annabelle marathon that we had. And I was more scared during the Annabelle's, but I think it's just because I'm so used to the conjuring now, but it's still a really good movie. And even when it first starts, Joe is like, even the opening is so much better than the whole conjuring part three. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. Um, it's just really good. Like I always love how they do like a nonstop cutting camera scene where they just try to like pan as long as they can, where it's like people are coming in and out of the shot without cutting it. I love that. Um, and they have a really good one for the opening of the conjuring. So it's really good. And I don't remember what the opening is. What is it? It's just where, yeah. Well, I mean, and two, when they're in the house, when they're, yeah, it's been a while. I need to rewatch that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it opens with the Annabelle case and then it goes like basically like and then it goes right into them moving into the house mm-hmm. um, with uh, and Beth. And then I watching it this time, I realized the demon's name in this or the witch demon. Her name is Beth Sheba. I thought it was like one full word like Beth Sheba, but it's actually her name was Beth Sheba. I was like, oh, all right. I will learn something uh, watching it this time that I didn't realize before. Um, but the witch in this is so the creepy sheep. and she's so cool. Yeah. And that, I think that exorcism scene, like at the end is, is so it's probably the best, my favorite part of the whole movie. It's so fucking creepy. And like when that blood, like, you know, just that white sheet, like when she's tied down, like, oh, it's so good. And then like, it's like half ripped and you see like the her face turned into the witch's face it's so mm-hmm. fucking good yeah may i talk about the butterfly effect or is that not okay. yes oh, please please, please talk. first time first time watch for me i've always heard great, great things from san joe steve everybody actually uh this one's currently on tubi if you want to stream it in the u.s tubi um ashton kutcher who i don't take seriously as an actor but now i do because he is excellent in this like he needs to get and I mean, I mean by seriously, think of him more like comedic actor, right? But in this one, holy crap, like he is great. Um, so basically the story is this guy, this young kid uh, is abused through his childhood, right? And he has these blackout episodes where he doesn't know what happens after it. Um, and then he progressively gets older and he learns how to time travel by reading his diary, going back in time and trying to fix things that happen, but it has a butterfly effect where say he stops someone from lusting a girl that leads to that girl going down a rabbit hole and blah 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 so like every time he tries to fix something he messes something up man i'm sad i didn't watch this movie but it might be a good thing because i don't know if i would have liked this when i saw it if i watched it when i was a kid but holy shit like i was sad i was grossed out this is a great movie like fantastic and i watched all the uh alternate endings i prefer the theatrical but the alternates were fucking brutal as shit too i don't know if you guys have watched them yes I have a really the baby. I, like, I have a really fun story about that. Actually, so when we interviewed the director, uh, Eric Bress, who did we interviewed him for Ghost of War, but we did get into the butterfly effect too, Todd. Which, if you want to go back and listen, we definitely did tackle some butterfly effect. But I told him my first time I ever watched the butterfly effect, I watched the director's cut, 
And I thought that was the original ending when like he hangs himself as the baby. And then later on in life, I watched it again and it was a completely different ending. The original ending, the theatrical, and it blew my fucking mind. I was like, wait, wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't the movie. What you, what's going on here? So like, yeah, it totally like blew my mind, but I like both endings, but uh, yeah. I think the uh, theatrical ending was probably the right choice. <laughs> I mean, the baby one's definitely the darker ending. It definitely, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, man. It, everything about it. I liked everything about it, and I I know there's a part two and three, which are dog shit on Letterboxd, so I'll probably avoid them, but number one, if you haven't watched it and you like time travel or, like, relationship consequences movie, I think you'll definitely like this one. God, I'm so glad you like it. I just... That movie fucked me up. I remember yeah. I went to go to the theater to see it, and I was so obsessed with it. I probably saw it at least five times in the theater. Like I just became obsessed with it. And even the little kid and the teenager that plays Ashton, they acted so well in that movie. Like that movie is so sad and it just makes you think, it just makes your brain go down a rabbit hole. It's so good. It is. Even the, the kid that's like basically a murderer in the making, like when his life is fixed too, you're like, oh shit. Like if something would have been, if you would have had like slightly more love like he did in one of the timelines, he would have been a nice guy, which he turned out to be. But it's like, but then all the other ones, you just fucking hate him. So mm -hmm. it's it's really clever. Like they ride it to where you can't stand this kid or his adult self. But then in one timeline, oh, this guy's like great, takes care of his sister. He's a good Christian, whatever you want to say about that. But he's like a good person, yeah. Right. So it's, it's good. Then, it's really good writing. And then Ashton's like a, like armless, right or is it no is doesn't he like armless or something in that one yeah that he, he's timeline, he like blows he blow gets blown up instead yeah yeah and because that the bad character like falls on the mom and saves her kind of yeah so like right. his yeah it's crazy it's fucked up uh, it's been forever since i've watched that movie i don't like i love it so much but i don't know if i can handle it right now <laughs> i want to rewatch it though yeah it's, it's a good one i've never seen the sequels either i think i tried to see the second one but no it's on the blu-ray i have it's like a double feature but it's like like a one point something online so i'm like eh. yeah it is like the direct uh, video uh sequel so uh have you guys ever seen run lola run yes i had to watch that in german no. class yeah so it, it kind of a similar concept where mm -hmm. her actions and you see like what happens to people because of one little thing that she does like for example like she lets out a dog you know uh, as opposed to just leaving it in the apartment and that has a chain reaction that affects like people like you know a bike hits the dog and then the person dies and it's you know this is a whole thing it's wow speaking of dogs that fucking evil kid burns that dog oh, oh my god yeah so like, sad. Uh, it's awful yeah. yeah awful um all right so i decided to go a ridiculous route this week because of the movie we we're reviewing so i went down you've been the, doing that every week <laughs> yeah but this this week i did it on purpose so uh, for once uh, so the first one i watched is from 2015 over on tubi and that's killer pinata so in this one uh, someone buys a pinata at a store and it uh, starts killing people uh, for no real reason uh and that's basically the plot there's really nothing to it uh, this, you know, the pinata poops out candy. Uh, there's this like old woman with a hook that kind of looks like Candyman, and she's going around to try to kill a pinata and people who are kind of getting in her way. It, it's like a student film quality film. Uh, th there's this whole scene where people are getting um, 
like they're arming themselves for the climax and they do like the whole action movie trope where they're like there's a ton of weapons and they're building weapons and putting shit together but it's like played for laughs but it's super not funny the way they filmed it it's just it just looked cringy and stupid uh i didn't like this movie at all i thought it was really stupid a lot of people told me to watch it like i remember when it first came out uh people in our horror groups would constantly say how good this one was and that's why i was kind of interested to checking it out but other than a scene where the pinata gives a blowjob to someone which is sounds stupid but it, it was actually pretty funny uh i i thought this whole movie is just absolute trash so i would personally say avoid this one but if you're you know if pinata blowjobs like are your, your thing, <laughs> yeah uh go on to be 2015 so killer pinata. all righty my turn i think um all right my uh next one is a i don't know how to place this one it's either 2020 or 2021 depending where you look but it was released on 2021 over on shutter um and it is called caveat um this is an irish uh, horror film about a uh, a guy who is he's like kind of like i don't know they could describe him as a drifter in the uh description of the plot description so i guess that's well i'll go say he is uh, but basically he is offered a job um 200 bucks a day to take care of this like mentally unstable girl at like this house. So he takes the job. He goes with this guy. It is on like a remote Island. Um, they head over there. And once he gets there, it's fucking like bizarre. They're like, listen, like the guy's like, all right, listen, I, I didn't tell you this before, but basically you have to be like uh, chained up. And like, there's this chain and he can move about the whole house but he, and it takes him pretty much everywhere he can besides into the girl's bedroom that he's going to be taken care of. Um, so he can move about, you know, it's really interesting. Like he, so he's completely, it's basically he's leashed and he can go everywhere besides into this girl's room. And he's like, well, that's fucking bizarre. And they're like, listen, like, do you want the 200 bucks a day or not? Like, if you want to do it. And the guy's like, uh, okay, I guess so. I'm already here. So, um, yeah. He, Big he mistake, that. buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so he gets his leash, the dude leaves. And from there, just like crazy shit ensues. I don't want to give anything else away. Um, it's a mixture of psychological horror and like supernatural elements with one of the coolest, um, like items in a movie I've seen a long time. It's like this, uh, think of like the wind up, like chimpanzee. That's like really creepy looking. Well, in this one, it's like a bunny rabbit and he like drums and it's so fucking weird. So creepy looking. Um, this movie is very tense. Um, and I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, like I said, I, depending on, you know, it says it was released October, 2020, um so i guess it won't make my top 10 in the year right now it definitely would fall in my top 10 had this been a 21 21 release uh i gave it three and a half out of five on letterboxd um i really enjoy this one I, I definitely recommend it it's it's a really um good effective movie and you can check it out over on shutter it's caveat you said caveat yep cool Sam. Uh, i don't have anything all right. Um, all right. My next one is a 1979 Italian film called Giallo in Venice. Uh, Giallo, like translated, is like basically murder mystery. Um, this one's fucking strange. It's not streaming anywhere. Not that I can find. Um, there's a Blu-ray out. I think from Vinegar Syndrome, if I remember correctly. But um, this one is full. It's basically a porn. Like there's a lot. There's long scenes of like a girl just masturbating. 
uh, full frontal nudity, um, lots of weird kinky sex, a lot of rape, which is very off-putting. Uh, but basically this couple's found murdered, right? Um, and then detectives come in and like try to figure out what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Then they interview the friends of the murdered victims talking about like how weirdly sexual they are. And then it flashbacks to them having weird sexual things. Like the guy, the husband has a really strange rape fantasy for his wife. So he makes her like sell herself to some people makes her give the delivery guy a hand job and it's just all it's all super weird and like usually like i'm a fan of seeing nudity obviously right but in this one the context is just so bizarre and like not not sensual at all like i don't like seeing characters like screaming when they're getting raped it just doesn't do it for me you know so i couldn't enjoy it that way however the kills with any italian movie are like fucking awesome like he's slicing people he's cutting them up putting up in fridges things like that so I'd recommend it for that. Um, as far as that goes, like if you're into the weird sex shit, sure. But I wouldn't go out spending 30 bucks on a Blu-ray for this one. So Giallo in Venice. Ooh, that one sounds kind of interesting. Have you ever seen that? It's not Giallo per se, but it's got, um, what's his name? Sam Neill in it, where he's like in Italy and there's like a murderer on the loose um, in, in the Mouth village. Madness? No, I'll look it up. It, it's, it's a fucking. It's got like the most bonkers ending I've ever seen in a movie. Like it's so. Uh, I'll I'll look it up. I'll I'll do I'll do it while we're doing trivia later or something. I'll get you the title. I watched it like last year. I talked about it on what watched. Uh, my last one this week is another possession. film on. Oh, sorry. I think yeah, I think it is possession. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. I'd recommend it. Um. Yeah. So last my last one this week is a movie from 2014 over on Tubi and staying with my ridiculous theme. That was Zombievers. So in this one, a uh, truck hits a deer and a canister of unnamed toxins uh, falls off the truck and hits a beaver dam. And that toxin makes the beavers become essentially like zombies. So meanwhile, a group of three girls go uh, to like a retreat where they rent a cabin to get away from boys because one of them just broke up with her boyfriend and they want to have some time together. But of course, the, the boys like come to the cabin not fucking five minutes later uh and then they're all together in this cabin as the zombie beavers start attacking them and uh murdering some of them and stuff like that so i my expectations for this movie were pretty much zero because it's called Zombievers. i think this is one of the movies that featured heavily in one of um the Corona Zombie series i forget which one it could have been even Corona Zombies or the second one or whatever the fuck it was but uh this was a hell of a lot better than I expected. It's funny. It's gory. The beavers were actually really cool looking with practical effects. There doesn't seem to be any CGI that I could tell. Maybe a little bit with the with like the glowing eyes, but I'm not sure. It could have been done uh, practically as well. The characters were surprisingly good. The acting was decent. The movie was 75 minutes, which was like perfect. It doesn't need to be any longer. So it didn't overstay its welcome. And uh, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, I'd recommend this one. It's, it's just a fun, dumb movie. And I, I had fun watching it. Like I, the time flew by and it's just, it was a, it was a fun one. And that's what I like about watching like ridiculous movies on Tubi sometimes. It's finding these little gems that not a ton of people talk about. Now this one's probably a little bit more known than some of the other ones, but uh, I hadn't heard much of it. So I was pleasantly surprised. So I'd recommend this one. Zombie Beavers over on Tubi. Has a cool poster. 
Yeah, I've actually never seen it. I, I've, I've always heard good things about it, though. Um, and Todd, TV, I, Sam. Todd, I confused my movies. Um, so the one I was talking about is called uh, Don't Look Now, and it stars Donald Sutherland. Ooh, 1970, okay, from 1973. Uh, Possession, though, also is a very good movie, but has nothing to do with what I was talking about. Um, that that Possession's bonkers as well, but uh, Don't Look Now is the one in Italy with uh, Donald nice. Sutherland. Yeah. I've been watching a fuck ton of Italian movies lately. Yeah, and it's got one of the most uh, like weirdest sex scenes in a movie I've seen oh. in a long time with Stalzo and you know. <laughs> the the Italian one. This Italian one, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they got some interesting sex stuff going on mm-hmm. in their movies. They're right. always banging. Someone's always banging somebody. <laughs> All right, cool. Trivia time. Trivia time. Get them out. Whip them out, boys and girl. It's close, close race right now. It's a close race. Tied to 64 piece, Todd and Steve, Joe 62, Sam 39. Any man or woman's game at this point still. This is game number 25 in the annals of trivia history. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. So I have a theme this week. Ooh. It is Greece. I I, I actually (laughs) promised this last week if you guys didn't remember uh it's all dick related so this is that's not fair joe loves dick tracy (laughs) (laughs) so all dick related trivia this week (laughs) i like it so so the first one (laughs) is in which movie is there someone killed by a strap-on knife contraption up the bum oh Uh, (sighs) i feel like i remember this uh, it's on the tip of my. What? I'm like <laughs> no idea. And Todd's like, yeah, exactly. It's on the tip of my ear. <laughs> um, is it? Oh, what's? Oh my god. I feel like yes, but <laughs> I don't want to uh, say yeah, it. Yeah, I just I can picture it, but I can't think of this freaking title. I, I, I also can picture it. I can picture it harder, Joe. <laughs> it's like. Um, is it? Can you give me a decade? Can you give us a decade for a hint? Okay, I'll give you like five more seconds and I'll give you guys a decade. Because okay. the, de- the decade will probably reveal what it's, it is. Um, gosh. Okay, you guys ready for the decade? Sure. sure. The 90s. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I was a hop then. Yeah, that's not what I was, that was, not what I was, I was thinking the clown movie, but I forget what it's called. No, it's not, it has nothing. There's no clowns okay. anymore. Never mind. Um, so I'll read it one more time. 90s. In which movie is there someone killed by a strap-on knife contraption up the bum? Urban legend. Wrong. Fuck. I'm sure there's an urban legend about a strap-on knife bum, though. It's got to be. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or a creepypasta or something. Hey, you guys give up? Yeah. Valentine. Wrong. Good oh, guess. So the answer is seven. It is the oh. the lust murder. Oh wow! It is actually the guy's wife that has that puts right. on the strap on and is killed at gunpoint while she rapes him up the bum with Jeez, that. Love it. It's fucking dirty. Uh, I, we need to review that one. We will. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, I, I got that, him. Does that count as horror? Like for yeah. our '90s episode? Okay. Oh. Yeah. I would say yes. yes. It, yes it, it there's is. a lot of horror in it. Okay. All right. Greasy Strangler related. Ooh. Ooh. What does Big Brayden call his penis? <laughs> Little Brayden? <laughs> Little Brayden's on the field or on the clock, whatever you want to call it. What does I Big Brayden call his penis? <laughs> Tyler. Little, little buddy. 
Man, I'm disappointed. Come on, I... Rodney. Let's play the game. Oh, okay. Hey, I was close with Tyler. You're, you're getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking little wiener, dude. All right, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rodney. Let's play the game. <laughs> Aw. All right. Poor, poor Rodney. <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, finally, I'm using a couple of Kayla's questions tonight. She sent Kayla. them to me like uh, she sent them to me on uh, June seven 7th, months. So ago. it's been yeah, it's been oh. a little bit. Uh, okay, so first question is: In Green Room, 2015, what is the name of the punk band the protagonist comp- comp- com- comp- comprise? Comprise. <laughs> um. Um. Complete. Evacuation, come, come. Uh-huh. Austin Powers. Low shoulder. <laughs> Low shoulder. <laughs> uh, die Nazi punks. Ooh, all right. I think that's a song they sing, actually. I, I don't remember the band at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember this either. Uh, the Ain't Rights. Uh, yeah, I would not have guessed that. No, me either. Rest in peace, <laughs> Anton. That's right. Yep. Sammer's up. Is that time already? Yeah. Time, girl. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, okay. For the movie of Night of the Living Dead. Original or remake? Original. Okay. What was one of the names of the working titles? Night of the Flesh Eaters. Do you have like a multi? Is this a multiple choice? Are you gonna- no, I just oh, okay. only know one. So. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, yes. so one of the working titles was Blink, the god of mummification in the ancient Egyptian religion. Oh. Uh, Anubis? Not Anubis? I don't know. Ra? Ra's a good guess. What was your guess, Todd? Anubis. Is that what you're going with? I... <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I guess, oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Todd gets a point. Yay. All right. Thanks for not counting my first guess. <laughs> I didn't even hear your first guess. Uh, it said Night of the Flesh Eaters, but you're oh. not done with your question. Okay. Back All to right. uh... Dick trivia number two. <laughs> How big? <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's funny. I actually looked up that stat to st- for that question, but <laughs> I, can, I, I couldn't Chris. find an accurate. <laughs> for, for Ronnie's dick? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, in the Rage Carry 2, Ooh. a guy gets his balls blown off by a spear gun. What TV show is that guy mostly known for? Oh, God. Dawson's Creek. Can you read it again, Steve? I was looking for my next trivia. Yes. Uh, in the Rage Carry 2, a guy gets his balls blown off by a spear gun. What TV show is that guy mostly known for? Home Improvement. That's correct. All right. right. Who is Zach- it? Zachary Ty Bryan. Zachary Ty Bryan. Oh, cool. I love Rage Carry 2. I do too. It's, it's, it's underrated. Like, it is. Yeah. It's really not that bad, like yeah. at all. I, I don't know why people shit all. I mean, it is totally nineties, but it's it it's, is, it's very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, it's actually pretty good for a sequel. Hmm. Is it my turn? No, it's yep. Todd. Is Todd. It? Oh, sorry. You bring him up. Uh, okay, from horror fan Ryan. All right. Let's go closest. How many weeks did it take to film the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Three. Three's on the board. Two. Two's on the board. One. Steve, four weeks, so he's closest. All right. Damn, that was my next guess. Nice. 
<laughs> Four weeks. Okay, next question. Greasy Strangler related. What is the name of the hot dog stand Big Ronnie goes to? Doggy style. Sam gets the point. Nice. That is correct. (laughs) That's a really good name for hot dog stand. It is. (laughs) Okay. Sam? Sam. Oh, my turn already? Okay. Mine's also another question from Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Night of the Living Dead was one of the first films added to the blank. Smithsonian. National Film Archive. Sure, sure Joe. Joe got it. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He tipped his hat a little turd. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's the question we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last, last dick trivia of the night. All right. All right. We need more dick trivia in the future. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to put my phone on uh, on like private mode just so I don't get <laughs> like. Uh, Wife's like, what the so, fuck? No, so I don't get ads related to like dicks uh, for the next week and a half. You know. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now that the the microphone heard you talking about it, though, still gonna right, do that's it. That's true. Yeah. Luke Evans famously showed off his schlong in which 2019 horror film? Luke Evans plays Gaston um, in Beauty and the Beast, and he played in The Hobbit. Uh, Dracula, Untold? No. Fuck. Gaston is a, a unsung hero. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The what? Gaston is an unsung hero of Disney. Yeah. I've said it once. What? He's a great guy. He's, get, he's getting his own show. Good. He deserves it. He's a great guy. Gaston and LeFou. What? They're on Disney Plus show. He's let me break it down for you, Sam. Let me, take, let me break it down. He's With Luke Evans re- reprising uh, his role. What, Joe? He's kind of abusive in the beginning, isn't he, though? All right. Check this out. But he yeah. is trying to protect <laughs> Belle by from like a like a okay. He's trying to like, protect the whole freaking farm. But he's or whatever. misogynistic yeah. though. He, he is, is, but well, he's an asshole. But it's, he's yeah. a dick. But he has. I say we kill the beast. I'm with Gaston. I would have yeah. been like, oh, let's do t- it. Let's okay, do it. Okay, so you're telling me that the skunk Pepe Le Pew gets canceled, <laughs> but they get Gaston his own show. It's because he's <laughs> handsome. That's why. You just gotta think he's cute and he's fine. So Luke Evans okay. showed his penis in a 2019 movie, huh? That's that's great. <laughs> he, wait, <laughs> what movie? What'd you say he's from? He's from Gaston he's, and what else? He's, he's uh, also in The Hobbit. Uh, he was in a he's movie in, I watched yesterday called. Um, I can't put my uh, face. Mur- murder mystery. He's in he's ben in Dracula Frankston. Untold, right? Steve, I'm thinking the same guy. I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google his face. You're <laughs> like saying everything except for what's the his name again? Sorry, Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. You can't Google his face. I'm gonna show you. I already guessed. Todd already oh, okay. guessed. It's this guy. Oh, okay. I can. I can oh, you can't really see. Like, a glare. No, I can't. That fucks me. Oh. Uh, Wait, hold on. Hold it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll do a shirtless one. Uh, ooh. All right. I can't really tell. No, I can't. That doesn't help me. They're like that. I can't. <laughs> I see his face, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's it's not. Oh, number two Google search is Luke Evans barefoot. What the Ooh, hell are people no. looking for? <laughs> he's, a, he's a gay icon, so a lot of people are. Uh, is he? Yeah. Is he? Is he a gay guy in real life? It is. Oh, I know what movie. Damn. All right. <laughs> Damn it. All right, dig deep, guys, for this one. You saw it, or? Yeah, I, I looked at his his titles. Okay. Yeah. Next, so I'm guys, disqualified. You guys give up? Um, give him a hint. Well, I gave him 29. I gave him the year. <laughs> That's like. Oh, yeah. Let I me mean, give him a hint. Open water. 
No, that was like 2006. I don't know it. Don't make me drink alone. Oh, ma. Don't make me drink yeah. alone. That's right. <laughs> Are you going to give him the point, Steve? Is your point? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Too many but chances. Don't make me drink alone. It's a good movie, man. Yeah. And it's, so, a little, it's a little too uh, reserved though. It was all the, right. Yeah. The, yeah, it, it should have went. It should have went for it. Like, it yeah. Been, it it could have okay. gone all out. Yeah. I, I, I watched her movie uh The Help the other day. Yeah. He's a freaking badass in that one. Yeah, really Spencer's great. Oh yeah. Just... Eat my shit. <laughs> all right. Me? I guess it was an unmemorable dong. Todd, you should watch <laughs> no the remember. witches then. She's Dude, in it. Did we the go all for three Dick? Did we go yeah. over three in Dick trivia? Uh, no, no, because Sam got uh, the home improvement. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I got one Dick trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Stranger, th- uh, Stranger, Greasy Strangler. Greasy Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the name? <laughs> oh, I love this movie. What's the name of Ronnie's mom's boyfriend? Ricky Prickles. Ricky yeah. Prickles. That's right. <laughs> I said we kill Ricky Prickles. They, they say it a lot in the movie. <laughs> They do. <laughs> All right, uh, Joe. Oh, it's to me. All right. Back to uh, Joseph. Alrighty. Well, now I got to pull a Sam here and pull up my question again here. Alrighty. What is the name of the mutant that sacrifices herself to help the Carter family survive in the Hills Have Eyes 2006? Um, Pluto. All right. I heard we Steve both said, something I, first. We, will, we both said Pluto. I, yeah, same time. Okay. That was the same time. Well, you would both be wrong. Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> Sam, Sam? Guess. Um. Yeah. Do you want me to repeat the question, Sam? Yeah. Okay. What is the name of the mutant that sacrifices herself to help oh. the Carter family survive in the Hills Have Eyes? I don't remember. Um. Dog Tina. <laughs> no. The, mer- the correct answer: Ruby. 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 Darn. I mean, Steve, all quick with the wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Jedi. 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 All right, Sam, okay. last question of the night. I need to all get right. one. Ty, yeah, Ty Steve. Final. Last okay. question. You got one, Joe. Do I got one? All right, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, where'd it go? Okay. George A. Romero admitted that what film was a big influence in his making of Night of the Living Dead? Ooh, I know this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I know this. Me too. I could picture the box, but I can't remember the movie. It's um, oh, shit. the mommy. Is it a? Uh, is it White Zombie? Mm. It's probably not White Zombie. Just, fuck. No, After feel... Steve guess, I'll, guesses, I'll give you guys. Is, a is clue. it last? La- oh, fuck. Not Last Man on Earth, but something along those lines. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give okay. Um, it's, it's a movie of Herc Harvey's. Oh, it helps. Not. Are you being sarcastic? Yeah. Herc Harvey's? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So. That a director? That's, yeah. That's the name of the director. Okay. I think you um, might, I think you might be right, Steve, with Last Man on Earth, I guess. Yeah, that's what I thought, but something along those lines. Uh, the Omega Man. No, I can't. That was Charlton Heston, like twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> um, I'll throw out. I'll throw out. I don't know. Frankenstein. Okay, I'll give you one more hint. Oh, oh you're getting a bunch. Like this. It's yeah. from 1962. 
I can't remember. I feel ashamed, Steve. You should too. Yeah. Um, no, I. Yeah. Um, no clue. No, me neither. All righty. The it birds is Carnival of Souls. Oh, Souls. That's not wow. at all where I was thinking. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Okay, but wait, I gotta tell you guys the reason why I went with my theme, Night of the Living Dead, because someone had commented on my YouTube video. They said, they're like, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you remind me of the girl from Night of the Living Dead. Barbara? Barbara? Yeah. <laughs> she kind of looks like my mom. Oh, interesting. But I just thought that was fun, so. I like it. <laughs> so well. thank you. I don't think any, any, none of us got any of the questions right. I don't think you asked. No, and I'm no. shocked. I figured Steve or Todd, even Todd, bad. the big Romero guy, should be ashamed. Well, oh, those were deep cuts. Like, <laughs> but you guys are big fans. You guys yeah, know, know the deep cuts. Not big enough. Yeah. Now they're going to go and beat themselves tonight. Sam, way to go. You're they're stupid. Gonna... You're ugly. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be uh, like, uh, what is it? Speaking of Living Dead, you guys think there's like a database that shows how many movies have featured night of the living dead in it oh god like, it's unbelievable know, yeah. every movie that plays a movie within it is almost like yeah. it's like 85 percent night of the living dead it's because like it's not copyrighted right, right? so exactly. like, it's just, like yeah. anyone can use it yeah That's why there, there, so there are other non-copyrighted films it's just i guess the most famous one so it's iconic yeah. yeah i mean what was the last one the last one i could think of is um fucking uh scary stories used it i know oh, I, feel like, I, 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 I feel like even something this year used it we watched yeah it's something i just watched recently from this year had it in the background yeah yeah anyway i think actually me and sam watched that goosebumps on nickelodeon i think they had it on the background. Like a creep show had it too yeah sure. oh that's right which, yeah which, well, which they, makes sense get sucked into the, that episode was awesome by the way did you the one with I justin did, yeah, long I, fin- yeah. I, I really like that one yeah, yeah. so it started justin well and ended well but yeah mm-hmm. i like him but the middle sucked. <laughs> yeah. Watch the first and the last. Sam, you, yeah. you, oh, I thought you were saying something. I was. Oh. Are there still episodes going on? Or it's no, still? that was, no, that it's was all, the season finale. Which one? The one with, with Justin, Justin Long. Long. How many episodes are total in this six, season? I think five okay. or six. Yeah. yeah, five or six. Watch, right. like we said, like we, me and Steve just said, watch the first and last episode. Skip all the others. Okay. Are there any other famous known actors in any of the other episodes every episode it has at least someone famous in it um in the horror world like barbara crampton's in one um i can't remember who else eugene from the walking dead i forget the real name um yeah there's a bunch of famous people eugene is uh, oh the nerd guy the nerd yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. the fake nerd well he's still a nerd yeah the liar all right. Well, tonight, Steve takes sole ownership of first place with 66. I'm in second, 65. Joe, 63. Sam with a good night, 41. Don't be oh, pumping yeah. those little fists, Steve. I saw that. <laughs> I'm going to get in your head. I'm going to, you're going to think about me when you're sleeping and then you're going to bomb next trivia. <laughs> on it. Uh, send in those questions. We really appreciate it. And what is now? What are we doing now? News or Greasy Strangler? We have time for news if you have any. If not, we'll just go. To I have. I got a little news if you guys want to do a little news. I want to hear some news. All righty. Let me pull her up. Well, let's start off with some big news, actually, as it has just been announced. Um, well, we actually talked about this because we covered Christine 
a little bit ago and we talked about how it would be interesting maybe if they ever considered doing a remake well it has been officially announced that Stephen King's Christine will be getting the remake treatment um, it is going to be uh, produced by Jason Blum, of course, from Blumhouse, um, with the creator of Hannibal, the TV series, on um, to pen the script. Uh, and that is really all the information as of now. So I don't know what do you guys think. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I was like, I feel like you guys are all going to hate this. Christine's amazing by itself. One of my favorite Carpenter films outside of Halloween. So no. Don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I in fact yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I love Christine as well. So I, I don't it'll be tough to like, but I don't know. Like I feel like at times, like when you watch it, like I feel like it's a bit dated in parts. So it could be interesting. I wonder if they'll use the same car. They better. I hope they do. They have theory, to, right? Right. You I mean I, I don't think it'll be the same one. I think it's gonna be an updated version, like a similar one, but yeah, not Tesla. The same one. I don't know. I feel like if it's too new of a car, it's going to kind of make it cheesy and like a transformer. Whereas if it's the old car, it's like, oh, this was passed down in my family and now I have it or something. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, next bit of news here is Disney announced that we are going to be getting a Tower of Terror movie. Uh, I know Steve had sent this information over to us um, with, of all people, Scarlett Johansson will be starring in this adaptation. Sam already rolling her eyes. Are you not a Scarlett fan, Sam? Not saying that. <laughs> okay, but what's your, what's your problem with her? I don't have a problem with her, but I'm just like, she, what, like her missing this movie, what is it going to do? nothing like just go on back to hollywood go keep acting with robert de niro and get out of here <laughs> well here's what i find interesting about it is that they're basing the movie on the theme park attraction like rather than like the twilight zone like story uh, like, there, there is no twilight zone sorry okay it's, uh, so it, it's a fake story created for the theme park <laughs> all right well then it makes sense then i guess they're <laughs> gonna do it this way um i mean i don't know it, it, I'm assuming family friendly, right? Like it's Disney. Probably. I mean, I'm assuming so, yeah. So it'll be like a haunted mansion type thing. We're getting a haunted mansion movie too, right? Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the the people making it, I have zero confidence in. I don't remember who who it was, but first one's amazing. I enjoyed the first one. I didn't love <laughs> I the first too. one, but uh, but yeah. So Tara Tara, I'm excited because having Scarlett Johansson attach at least shows that they're serious about it. You're right. Uh, so that's a good thing. Now that there is a Tower of Terror movie, is actually the first Disney. Uh, Steve ride. Gutenberg. Yeah, Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst. That's right. uh, it's the first uh, attraction that they made into a movie. Um, so, and it was terrible, just absolute garbage. <laughs> uh, other than the fact that they filmed in the Tower of Terror, which was cool because then it was authentic, uh, the rest was just awful. So, I'm hoping, I have high hopes for this one. So I'm excited. I'll definitely watch it. Okay, I take back my eye roll, knowing that it's more family-oriented. <laughs> All right, Scarlett, let's see. Let's see what you got. All right, Haunted Mansion or uh, Tower of Terror, though? As a ride, who you got? Oh, Haunted Mansion, for sure. Uh, Tower of Terror is definitely more thrilling, but it's, like, super fucking quick. It's, like, you know, I don't know. Have you guys ever done that attraction before? Yep. Oh, you mean you haven't seen 
one of the photos that Joe shared 50 times to embarrass me? Uh, no, uh, not of the haunted mansion. Uh, not of the Tower Terror. I don't. Oh, um, I'm sure he'll probably put it in the fucking Discord. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I got it. I, I mean, it. you're 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 in that elevator like a very short amount of time. You know, you the, the majority of the ride is you going from room to room. Uh, that was in, really in the cool, though. I, it's that cool. Blew my, it, that blew my mind the first time I was on it. Like, I thought it was just a drop up and down. Like, I didn't know it actually like like takes you in. Like, I thought that was awesome. I yeah, it, it sets the the mood to, yeah. for before the drop, which is really cool. Yep. And yeah, so I I love the ride. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like haunted mansions more. There's a lot to there's a lot going on in the haunted mansions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next bit of news here. Uh, a little bit of uh, update to the Toxic Avenger remake. Uh, this movie is getting more and more bonkers by the minute, folks. Um, previously, um, Peter Dinklage, of course, and Jacob Tremblay had signed on. Well, we have our uh, villain has been cast as none other than Kevin Bacon has been cast to star as the villain in the Toxic Avenger remake. Um, I mean, I think fantastic casting choice for this. Um, I just wow. like, I just cannot believe like the star power this movie is getting. Like, I did not think, I thought this was going to be like a direct to like video remake, but it's starting to seem like this is going to be at least like a legitimate streaming service release. That's exciting. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was being a taint. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. The uh, the people who are getting attached to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and j- just so I can close off the Haunted Mansion loop, it's the writer who did the new Ghostbusters that's writing it. Oh. And the Ghostbusters script is one of the worst scripts of the last decade, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. So yeah, definitely a bummer there. Mm-hmm. But very excited about Toxic Adventure. I think that's so cool that they're getting kind of the Hollywood treatment. Oh, definitely. Uh all righty. Um, oh, for here's a little update for you folks that maybe have not been able to watch uh, Spiral, the Book of Saw. Well, those of you who have um, stars, it is going to be coming uh, exclusively to the Stars Network um, this October. So you'll be able to watch it there. For those of you who uh, don't want to spend the twenty dollars to rent it right now, uh, wait it out a little longer, and you'll be able to get it uh, over to there. Uh, also, in Quiet Place news. Um, they have announced that the next movie going to be released in 2023 is actually going to be a spinoff, um, not a sequel. So we are going to get uh, different characters and um, different world. Uh, so D- I don't know different, how you Different guys... director or writer? Different, yeah, different uh, director. So it's basically well. not... <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like a whole so, different... So it's John, like... is John Scruzzi just like an executive producer? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He'll be attached, probably producing somehow, some way, but it won't be... Uh, basically think like, what is it, Fear the Walking Dead or whatever? Like the Walking Dead spinoff? Yeah, but, but Fear the Walking Dead is the same people, so... Okay. Yeah, whereas this, I think, is literally going to be just a complete different thing with the same name. Yeah, I mean, it'll sucks. be... It, yeah, it does kind of suck. I mean, I don't know if like the same... What if, if it's better? It could be. I mean, if Krasinski's involved some way, somehow, I have, you know, faith and hopefully it will be still good. I don't know. It's like a conjuring without James Wan, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) True. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Very true. Uh, All right. Next bit of news here is Predator. Uh, A new movie has been made. 
uh apparently already shot and everything which I, I don't know when this was done but i don't i don't recall um but apparently it is going to be heading over to hulu so hulu has gotten uh the rights to distribute um the new predator movie uh i'm trying to get like a plot synopsis here there's not like a whole lot of details about it um, but yeah, just that. Uh, so Hulu has quietly making huge plays. They of course got the Hellraiser, uh, movie and now they're adding this predator. No other details though, as far as plot and whatnot. So I will update you guys. Um, the more, uh, info I can get about that, um, down the road, but for now, a predator movie will be coming to Hulu of all places. Um, what else do I get? Anything else? Oh, okay. And I got one last bit of news for you guys here. Uh, for you Dexter fans, I know a lot of you guys are excited for that. Um, well, it has been announced that John Lithgow will be coming back um, as the Trinity Killer in the revival uh, of Dexter. So um, let me see here. Okay, so uh, set. So basically, set ten years after Dexter Morgan went missing in the eye of a hurricane, uh, the revi- this revival will see the character now living under an assumed name in a world away from Miami. Uh, the ten episode revival will be arriving in fall two thousand twenty one. I was not a Dexter fan, but I mean, what do you guys feel? I know Sam and Steve both watch it. Do you think John Lithgow come back? Is that a good choice? Or he was really good in Dexter. Yeah, the Trinity Killer is like the best season of Dexter. Yep. Probably okay. the, all the the first and fourth season are the two best of Dexter. And I have a feeling that since it's like a one time thing to wrap up the series, that he's going to be visited by a lot of ghosts from his past, and that's he's going to be one of them. Like it's going to be basically, hey Dexter, this is what you're like now. It's like this killer, you know where he's used to th- think he's doing just good. Now it's turning into, hey, now you're actually a killer and not <laughs> a good person anymore. So I think we're going to get a lot of cameo surprises this season as it wraps up the series. All right. Uh, oh, and one last bit of news actually here. Um, a new, uh, f- this one's for Steve and Todd mainly, uh, as I know they're big, the big Romero fans. Well, they have opened a bridge. I don't know about that anymore. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> They have opened a brand new uh, Living Dead Museum at the Monroeville Mall. Uh, it is an expansion of the, uh, I guess they had a small one, well, now it's a lot bigger, a lot more Romero artifacts. So, for those of you in the Monroeville area or somewhat closer or planning on visiting soon, you now will have a full little museum to visit when you go and visit the mall. So, pretty dang cool there. And uh, yeah, that's really all I got for our news this week. Very cool. And I will definitely be hitting up that store. Yes. All, they all also, of us they will. Also, yeah, they also have a nice online yeah. store too. If you guys can get out there, they nice. sell like bits and pieces of the old J.C. Penny that was torn down and stuff. Oh, like really? That. Can, Check can it you out. send me that link if you have sure. it somewhere? When you get a chance. It's just a Living Dead Museum. Okay, cool. Um, all right, Greasy Strangler. Let's do it. Directed by Jim Hosking, came out in 2016. Currently, well, streaming on Amazon. You can buy it, which I definitely recommend. Ronnie runs a disco walking tour with his son, Brayden. When a sexy woman takes a tour, <laughs> it begins a competition between father and son for her love. It also signals the arrival of an oily strangler who stalks the street at night. Um, I personally normally don't like like stupid movies, over-the-top stuff. Like, you know, you get old, it, it gets boring. However, the first time I watched this one, I was hooked. Um, 
absolutely loved it. You know, went to Australia. I didn't go physically to Australia, but went to their one of their sites they have and got a special edition Blu-ray. Do you have the monster set, Steve, for this Blu-ray? Uh, I have to check. I'm not sure. Double disc or whatever? Uh, no, I think it's only one disc. So. Okay. Well, for all the like the super fans, whatever, Greasy Strangler has a Australian disc put out by Monsters Double Disc. It has a bunch of uh, behind the scenes footage, interviews. It's really fun. Um, but anyway, this one at the heart of it is a father and son love story where the son just wants to please his dad. <laughs> and I don't know. I, it's hard to like talk about this one because it's so fucking all over the place. But basically, the son meets a girl. He likes her, takes her home. The dad doesn't like the son having some, like a side girl. He wants the, the the son to just worship like the ground he walks on. He's basically his slave, makes him cook food, doesn't like him having friends and so on. So he gets with the girl, steals the girl away from him. Meanwhile, the dad is known around town as a greasy strangler and he goes around killing people covered in grease. So <laughs> I don't know, someone take, Steve, you're the, you're the last one in the group to watch it. like. I know you gave your thoughts last time, but what did you think initially, like right when it started? Because it starts right away. So, I mean, you know, I I knew you guys had all liked it. So I went in knowing that this was probably going to be good, or at least I hoped, because it was, you know, we're not always seeing eye to eye in movies. And when I first, when it first started, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this? It's just all over the place. I mean, you know, in the first one, maybe I don't remember if the first or one of the first scenes, um, you know, he, he shows his ass, like the old man shows his ass and then his pants just stay down for a super long time. And the That's score the is- scene. You love yeah. it. And the score is so like quirky and crazy. And then it's just the, the Porto scene is pretty uh, early on. I was just like, what the fuck is this? But as the movie progresses and it just get, keeps getting more random and random, it's, it's just, it was super interesting. Like I couldn't wait to see what happens next. And there are quick shots of things that just- like why is this in the film i don't know but it all fits together somehow and it's just like like there's a there's a scene where um so brandon's like figuring the girl's butt like for, <laughs> for like five seconds you know and that's it and it just cuts out and it's gone and then they're so, talking on the couch yeah, yeah yeah exactly like there's no point to that scene but there's so many of these little things that it adds up to being like brilliant and uh, I wrote down all the my favorite story beats, and there's a whole fucking Ooh, list. I wrote down a bunch of quotes. Maybe they yeah. can combine them with you. Right, but I'll. For, <laughs> but my my thoughts are that eventually you start to like un, unveil the genius behind this whole thing, and that's why by the end of it, I was just like, I fucking love this movie. It just there's so much to like about it. It's so random. It's so quirky. The dialogue is super clever. Uh, yeah, this is an amazing film. Raiden. Is that Irish? It's not Irish. <laughs> he just moves <laughs> along. <laughs> yeah, um, just to piggyback off that real quick. Yeah, I, w- I was trapped from the beginning of the movie. This is my th- my third watch. The-, the best watch I had was with a group of guys for the second time that hadn't seen it. That was fun, like just exposing someone to it. So I love this movie. Uh, Sam, why don't you go? Sam or Joe? Um, so this, I rewatched it. It was my third time to watch. I remember I watched it by myself when it first came out and I absolutely loved it. It's so bizarre, but it's so quirky. It's just, 
I don't know. And I kind of agree with Todd, like movies like this aren't really my jam. I know a lot of people kind of compare this with Napoleon Dynamite, which I hated so much. Um, Oh no, I love Napoleon. Well, I think it was because at the time, my boyfriend, that's like all he watched with all of my guy friends. And so every day we watch Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, it's really not that funny after you see it three times every single day for all of summer. But anyway, um, but I, I like it so much. I will say this third time watching it, I, <laughs> Brayden's dad is a little ridiculous. Like you've lived your life, buddy. Let Brayden live his life and enjoy Janet and for uh, everything she has to offer in the bedroom. He's a smoothie. He can't. He's really good with women. Is my dad a smoothie? Was he smooth <laughs> on you, Janet? <laughs> Janet, am I doing it right? Janet, I don't know if I'm doing it right, Janet. I like when she's blowing on his like, butt. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, um, yeah. Sam showed me this. I think like you and Todd talked, Sam and Todd talked about it on the pod or something before, and I had never seen it. And Sam showed it to me. and I mean, it like, I, I'm like totally down with this type of humor. Like I love movies like this and I think Napoleon Dynamite is like a pretty good comparison. Like, you know, obviously completely different, but the same type of quirky uh, behavior and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this movie's genius. Like it is so good. And it's like, uh, like Todd said, like, it's the perfect movie to show someone. Like, I just like, I want to show like as many people and expose them to it just to see like what their reaction is. Um, it's just like, there's never like really like too many dull moments. Like, so like I, I there's like my, I have like one negative, which I can get into later, but like overall just like brilliant delivery like every line like is delivered like almost perfectly uh just like after watching like fried berry too like so i would like there was like a bit of comparison last week where we were talking about this and fried berry um like like this movie actually has like a plot like and it like and like you're like okay like how is this like even though like it's so fucking random like there is like a a story here and you want to see like how the story is going to progress and like (laughs) and like then there's like just like there's moments of betrayal and shit like that, but like, you never really feel bad for anyone just cause like, you're like, like, I don't know. Like, it's just such a bizarre movie, but like so fucking good. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Napoleon Dynamite, the line delivery is like the same, you know? Right. Um, <sighs> shoot. I, I, I really want to get in my quotes. <laughs> I, uh, it's so such a quotable movie outside of I mean obviously Bullshit Artist is a good one Disco Cutie is a great one but there's like so much random things especially like the third time where like I just I love Big Brayden at the beginning where he's talking about his dad and he's like he likes to shout I like to smile it's <laughs> so random and Jan it's like you're just a, a cheesy old cornball and it's so it's so sweet like their little relationship and then right after that you have the dad saying I could feast on that queen's ass all night long <laughs> as she walks away. It's like you have like sweet stuff mixed with dirty ass shit. And the next scene you see his dick. It's like, so it's so much, it's like, it shifts so abruptly from like romantic, like legit romantic stuff to over the top sex, to over the top violence, to, to gross out humor. It's you're never safe in this movie at all. You never know what's going to happen next. And that's what I love about it. 
Um, yeah, Steve, you had some notes? Yeah, I have notes of like some of the, I guess, bigger beats of the movie that I thought were funny. Um, yeah, the whole thing with the grease. So he's like, uh, Braden's frying with no clothes, like with just basically a Speedo on. A, a, and, a yeah. woman's sweater. That's, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to like out-grease himself for the food that he gives to, uh, to Ronnie and stuff like that. So I thought that was... Uh, really gross and hilarious this isn't right but yeah <laughs> needs more grease i like the dude was like sir i could lose my license oh my yeah. god so the <laughs> hot dog the hot dog vendor uh killed while taking a dump in an open window like, yeah. like at, at his trailer that guy man that the i don't know if the acting was purposely bad or they picked an actor who couldn't act or that was just a really brilliant acting because he's so bad i don't know but <laughs> his line delivery is fucking just hilarious loved it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then you have the back fart when uh, Brayden uh, goes up and sees his dad, Ronnie, and he's like, hey, I got something to tell you. And then he like does like a half backflip on his bed and then farts in his face. <laughs> like so random. But that made me laugh so hard. Uh, the pointy dick. So let's talk about the dicks. <laughs> the about the anteaters? What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's so... Fucking Gross. random. It looks painful. <laughs> it's infested, right? With some kind of. It's gotta be. Like, right? You probably get disease. that checked out, yeah. <laughs> and he's—they're just raw dogging each other. It's like, oosh. yeah, it's it's super fucking random, and just I, I love how he has a giant dick, and uh, Brandon has like a super micro penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Janet has a gigantic bush. <laughs> That's just like little things like that. Like, okay, so their friend Oinker. <laughs> A guy with a pig's nose, super random. R.I.P. Uh, super gross when he puts his finger in yeah. the nose and like yeah. eats whatever. That, that was one of the grossest scene thing uh, scenes I thought. Yeah, I had to look away. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was looking. Sorry, Steve, but I was looking at like a, watching an interview with Jim Hosking, the director, and he said that it's kind of like an alternate reality. So that kind of makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like random right. oinker nose and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was. Ooh, I had a theory actually when I was oh. watching it. This, Ooh, I had that? a theory this time when I was watching it with Sam. Um, so, um, Janet talks about her old boyfriend that Rico. like burned her or like made Rico. So my theory is her old boyfriend was Uncle Rico, and that's in the same universe oh as Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> well, yeah, but they live in Idaho. <laughs> Same universe. All right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I love when they go disco dancing and he's wearing that like kind of oh my windowed crotch suit oh, that he so has. Gross. And the uh, dick is like kind of tucked in. Like right, right? you can't <laughs> see the head, but it's like there. Yeah. And the whole disco scene is super weird. Like they just like, there's just, like it's an a old completely man in the empty disco. Yeah. There's one guy, yeah. One old guy just dancing. Well, he said it was exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. Yeah. Fifteen dollar drinks. I like creamy, it. I, yeah, I love his rants. Yeah, where yeah. he's telling Braden about like it's creamy creamy drinks. Fifteen dollars, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And then the super randomly when he's walking home, there's like a spotlight that goes on him and he just dances down the street and then the spotlight <laughs> goes away, he just keeps going. I love his delivery too, because the spotlight he instantly turns it on and then he yeah. instantly turns it off. It's so funny. Yeah, that, that was super funny. Uh, everything with the greasy strangler himself uh the whole like routine of him going to the car wash and getting like 
you know the, the same scene that you see over and over of him getting washed and his dick flapping in the fucking wind. i love uh, that sam the, the, the blind sam attendant smiling every time yeah. mm-hmm. take sam me to disco dancing them. big ronnie <laughs> sam smiled every time the, the she car liked wash it. when like the, the fucking <laughs> flaps are hitting me he's like ah <laughs> <laughs> it's just so abrupt and so loud and it's like okay yeah. what about uh um, and the fan and his dick's just like flapping in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> what about when they're at dinner and he's like, well, can my son go? No. <laughs> yeah, and they all just laugh. all sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, there's so, and even like the details, like the paper money that he keeps yeah. giving everyone throughout the <laughs> and movie. And they accept right? it, so yeah. it has to be like legit currency. Right. Well, Hot yeah. dog guy accepts it. Yeah, exactly. It's so, God, it's random. Uh, then this whole scene. And th- this is what really confused my wife, but I, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> With the whole Detective Jody. Like, it's so clearly uh, Ronnie. Yeah. Yep. But somehow Brayden doesn't see it at all. Uh, that was just such a random but hilarious. Jody's scene. disgusting. He's, he's even worse yeah. than Ronnie that's, is. I know, yeah. That's actually my one negative. Like, I, that's the one scene I didn't love in the whole movie is the Detective Jody scene. Cause like, I felt like it was on like a good pace. And like, but then I don't know, for some reason, like that scene just seemed like it could have been cut. Like, it just didn't seem like necessary. Like, I understand what they were going for, but for me personally, it didn't hit. And that's like the only scene in the whole movie to me that doesn't hit. But just for me, it didn't hit. And something else that was hilarious in this movie is you never know if you need to, if you have to take them seriously or not. Like if they're, what they're saying is bullshit or what they're saying is true. Because like a, there's a scene where he's trying to seduce Janet, uh, Ronnie is, and he says, uh, come to my room. I make a uh, extra virgin uh, oil in there. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, bullshit, you know? But sure enough, then the next scene, he's in his room making extra virgin <laughs> uh, like olive oil. So you never knew like what was bullshit and what was true. And it's just, I love that about the movie that they really keep you on your toes as to what's really going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that whole super long scene of them just saying bullshit artists to each other or different ways of saying horse shit or bullshit and yeah, <laughs> the smelling. Uh, and what do you guys think of, so we have to talk a little bit of the horror in this what do you guys think about the kills in this movie brilliant i the the first the kill where he kills um the three of them after the porto scene and he punches like the black dude in the face and like it yeah. just gets into like a cartoon where his face <laughs> yeah, just imploded I, that's my favorite kill in the whole movie i love it <laughs> what about brayden wearing his glasses upside down the whole movie yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time. I only noticed it yesterday. Yesterday when I watched it, I again. didn't. Even, I did not pick up on that. That's yeah, the, the curves the opposite way. That's awesome. <laughs> um, one one of my lines is at the beginning when they're gonna go on a date. He's like, "Well, you can both fuck off tonight," and he just walks away. <laughs> um, when Braden's like, "Are we exclusive?" Because my dad said he watched you go pee. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> when he when he uh he's talking about ricky prickles and he hits him so hard his hair his, his hair fell out yeah he, was, he made him do crunches and stuff uh we sprayed them with hot milky cum uh, i already did this one earlier but imagine me tickling your clit with a pink feather <laughs> and uh, my favorite is you claimed her pussy but you never claimed her heart yeah, yeah. i love that one but what about janet janet sucks right yeah yeah, like oh, she just switches like back and forth for. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. No, so I, that's she deserved to fuck. She just wants that D. She's good for she's good for Brayden though, because lacking experience, smaller wiener, you know, and she doesn't ever give him shit. She's a nice lady, but then she betrays him, man, for that crusty anteater dick. Like, ugh. yeah. 
Yeah. So that's, I was like, I was like, good. Like when she died at the end, I was like, good fucker. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's so good too. Like how it just turns into like the, like a love story, like the father son love story at the end. Mm-hmm. But like, what did you think? Like, how did you perceive the very ending? Like when they do like the, uh, the it's so I don't, random. I don't, I'm like, I don't think it's the- random. I got a theory. I get, I get, I have a theory too, but like, so like, obviously like they, they go to kill Ricky Prickles, right? Like in their, <laughs> in their, in their greasy fucking, they chase them in the woods. And then all of a sudden they, they do catch him and kill him. Right. But then they get caught, they get tied up and they get fucking shot, but then their fucking heads explode and like fireworks or what it looks like. It's like, looks like one of those fucking uh, like puffer things, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. puffers. Uh, but then we see them like at the very end, like climbing up like a hill in their greasy attire. So, all right, Tal, what's your theory? I, I think that the whole them getting executed is, and this is way too deep for this movie, <laughs> <laughs> but them leaving their life behind where they don't love each other. And that signifies that their old life is, is gone and their new life, father and son loving relationship is forward. So they're just, going back to the roots of the greasy strangler or whatever and they're hunting together and those lives are left behind that's right. that's my that's my take i like it <laughs> it is fucking weird though yeah super weird like i was just like okay the rest of the movie is actually like based in reality even though it's a fucked up weird ass reality but like it's there's not like anything where it's like not possible i guess you could say um besides obviously like eyes bulging out just from choking and stuff like that but that scene just seemed like so out of place for me so i'm like what did it all mean and i agree with you todd i don't think that scene was like based in reality it definitely has some sort of uh underlying like metaphor in it and i like your metaphor honestly yeah thanks (laughs) before we uh get more into the end uh, you guys want to hear some of the a few questions we got about yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Greg asks, curious about your thoughts on the soundtrack. What do you guys think Love of it. It's, it's awesome. Fun. It's quirky, just like perfect. It's just perfect with the whole beat of the movie. I want to know what they're saying, though. It's obviously someone <laughs> talking and then sped up, right? I wonder what the lyrics are. Mm. Yeah, like it's not something I'd listen to outside of the movie but it works perfectly for the movie you're That's... not gonna bump it in your car no i'm not gonna bump it in my car <laughs> maybe once i once i get the greasy beaner but uh, other than that uh you call yeah. them beaners no beanie is that what you guys call okay. them? No, we, call them, <laughs> we, we, we call them toques so toques That's yeah. like lord of the rings oh yeah exactly <laughs> uh all right and lane fix media and also uh greg asks us what's our favorite scene Oof, that's a hard, mm. hard one. It is hard. There's so many memorable ones. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I like, I, I laughed most consistently back to back when, um, Braden was explaining to Janet that his dad's, if anyone, it's his dad that shits the bed because he shot a turd out and it looked like a finger pointing at him. I was just cracking up the entire, <laughs> the entire monologue for that. So that's my favorite scene. Yeah. I love just the running joke of him being like, I bet you think I'm the greasy strand. Yeah, <laughs> or like, no, I one, too. no one, no one talks about it. Like at all. No mention anywhere. No one no. cares. Yeah. And he, he gets just, like, defensive for he nothing. Just, just continuously is trying is outing himself as the greasy strand. It's just great. Mm-hmm. I like anytime they show the dad, I love his outfits. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love, 
the first time that we see his disco suit, I like laughed out loud. It's just mm-hmm. so ridiculous and funny. Uh, yeah, this whole movie is just fucking hilarious after hilarious thing. I, like, I like, sorry, I like Braden's trilogy for the novels. His idea is actually oh, not yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, they I'll look po- pretty cool. I'll post in the Discord, but someone asked about the the score and uh, the cover, the vinyl like cover of it is amazing. And Thick, I just, isn't it? I sent you guys a picture. No, it's like him naked in the car wash. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Yeah the, yeah, the whole car wash thing was <laughs> fucking funny. funny. <laughs> He's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. So favorite scene. Someone asked us to explain the ending, but I think we attempted that. <laughs> yeah. We... I really want you guys to watch this, the, the follow-up that he did. I think you guys will like it. It's yeah. definitely not as extreme, but it's got the same humor, plus it's got, like, big actors in it. What's it called? Uh, an Evening with Beverly Lufflin, or Bluffin, okay. something like that. Is that who's in in anyone famous or anything or anyone? Um, popular? it's got it's got Daryl from the uh, from yeah, the office. Daryl from the office. Oh wow! All right. It's got Jackie Daytona from. Oh nice. Yeah. Scott Sky Alabar's in that one too. Uh, yes, Raiden. he is. Raiden. Um, it's got Sam's crush Emil Hirsch. Oh. And it's got the girl from um, Parks and Recreation, the the one that's angry at everything. I forget her name. Rashida and Jones. The Child's Play remake. Oh, no, uh, Arby Plaza. Arby yeah. Plaza. Yeah, yeah she's right. a main character. Oh, cool. It's fun. Uh, I think that's all the questions we got. A lot of the same questions, like favorite scene and mm-hmm. what we thought of the soundtrack and uh, rate it. But yeah, well. Well, we, we <laughs> uh, stay tuned for the interview because we asked Sky what his favorite scene was. So you'll hear some of his Very favorite cool. scenes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we want to rate it. Are we done? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. final thoughts on the movie? <laughs> love it man Anything it's not for missed? everybody it's definitely no. not for everybody yeah i if someone like was like oh i, I fucking hate that movie i was like yeah i get it <laughs> like i mean <laughs> like, like i put it's... it in my top 10 and i i think one of our listeners it might have been i forget who said but they're like damn why'd you fucking recommend that <laughs> yeah right who it was but i don't know who to recommend it for because i think like me and sam both said we're, we don't really put time into stupid movies but this one's like we love this one Right. So I don't know really how to recommend you, it to anybody. You just need to like know the person, right? And be like, all That's right, true. they would, I think, dig this movie, you know? Like, and like, it's like the, per- like you said, it's the <laughs> perfect movie just to show with like to a group of people and see like how they react. I think like that's the perfect setting, like the midnight movie setting for sure. Like for oh, this yeah. one, it's just, like so perfect. I, I forgot to see that like when uh, Ronnie evicts him finally and he's like, Dad, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. I hope we could see a sequel one day. Like, I I don't know if it would could capture the same, like, like just like lightning in a bottle. This movie is, but I mean, I hope it could. What would you like to see in a sequel? God, I don't know. Like, I guess just them continuing on their greasy strangler, like you know, as like a father son team. Like, I mean, I think that could be fun. Like, and maybe like they're hiding out somewhere so they don't get caught or something like that. Like, maybe like a cop coming going after them, like for Janet's murder, and he's trying to like find out who the greasy stranglers are, and like he's like maybe living with them or something like that, and he, like they're right under his, like his nose the whole time or something. Actually, that's a, that's legit sounding. Yeah, I'd like to see his mom. Like, we never see. Who, oh yeah okay uh, who Brayden's mom is so I'd, I'd like to see her introduced somehow um, yeah I think that'd be fun I don't, I don't know if they can recreate this though like yeah, it's just it'd be so tough, man. yeah it's so it's so deliberate too and you hear that in the interview uh, absolutely no improv the whole thing apparently yeah 
was exactly as the filmmakers intended so mm-hmm. rate it rate it uh, i'll go I, I give it a five out of five on letterbox it's not perfect by <laughs> any means but i think it's great which translates to i don't know nine and a half out of ten i, I really love this one it's a really wow. good movie wow that's really fun <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a great movie. I love it. It's like, I mean, it's like a cult movie, you know. So like, you have to like take that type of stuff into an account for this. But I love it. Um, I give it four. I give it four to five over on Letterboxd. I mean, there's like a one, like I said, like one section that kind of kills it a little for me, but it's still fucking great. And the more I think about it, the more I love it. Eight and a half. Um, this is tough. I'm going to give it an 8.7. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I was afraid the second time it wouldn't hold up as much because I knew what the beats would be. Uh, whereas the first time it's like surprise after surprise, right. which added to the movie. But I enjoyed it just as much the second time as I did the first time. So uh, for me, I'm an 8.5 as well, which for a movie like this, I think is really high. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, to, to put it up there, kind of up with classics. So mm-hmm. uh, I just really enjoyed it, man. I just loved it. It's it's a different kind of 9.5, though, for me. Like yeah, no, if, totally. I, yeah, like, yeah if, if Dawn of the Dead is a 9.5, this isn't a Dawn. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. This is for, like, purely entertainment. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Mm-hmm. Exposing it to people. It's perfect Like yeah. for that. Because either they're going to love it or hate it, but they're still going to be like, what the fuck? And it's going to be really fun, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I think this is like a new cult classic. Like, I feel like this is one like people will talk about like in twenty plus years, like still having midnight screenings and stuff like that. I hope anyway. I, it deserves it. It really does. Yeah, this is like the meme that I see going around of Marty McFly saying, "It might not be for you, but <laughs> yeah, your, your kids, kids are gonna it. love this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about this movie. Like, it's just not for mm-hmm. everyone now, but people are discovering it more and more. Right. um, It's going to be word of mouth, you know, us doing episode like this and, uh, you know, them doing cons and it's going to be one of those word of mouth movies. I think that it's going to make this movie eventually a huge cult classic. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Hmm. Horse squad approved unanimous. Yes. Cool. Yes. And next week we are going to be Todd. Unfortunately is not going to be around. But, but I uh, will be going to Stranger Things locations on my work trip. Ooh, all right. Are you going to post on your social media, on your Instagram? I will not because I don't, but I will definitely send them to you guys. Take pictures <laughs> Take pictures, and we'll put them on the Discord for you yeah. or something. So like any uh, listeners in Atlanta, tell me if there's some cool uh, filming sites. I know we got Stranger Things and Walking Dead, but there, if there's anything else, let me know. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, next week, me, Sam, and Steve are going to be covering Werewolves within i believe it is called uh which is a video game adaptation movie so that will be fun uh it is gonna be streaming i think today the day you listen to the episode so you'll have a little bit of time to watch it before uh, next week's episode so check Happy it fourth out. of july too i won't be able to say that yeah, so. and canada day. yes so. and canada day too <laughs> that's right second, second second to us but yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> we're bigger <laughs> so oh. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bullshit don't, artist. Yeah, be, care, be careful setting off those fireworks. Don't blow up your. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, it's a. I did room. light a fire last year, and I will not be buying any flying fireworks this time. Are you guys doing reverse. anything for uh, for Fourth of July? 
Uh, yeah, Sam and I are going to a uh, a friend's house par- cool. to partay, do a little party party, and then uh, I think we're gonna go uh, to my friend's orgy. pool. Yes, oh. and then we're gonna orgy. do my friend's little pool the next day, I believe. Roman style. Okay. Yes. Yes. How what about are you, Tyler? Uh, I will have some fireworks, just some regular fountains on Sunday, and then Monday I travel. So, yeah, probably barbecue, some hot dogs, maybe get some grill, grilling action going. Yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. I'm gonna do a burger, do some burgers and hot dogs on the grill, and uh, go swimming. Nice. Plain hot dogs and plain burgers. That's what I'm talking about, Steve. <laughs> I don't want to see asparagus and nastiness. I want to see good grilling food. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> I imagine like his father-in-law brings him a burger with ketchup. He's like, what is this? This is all wrong. <laughs> they, they, they know better. I want it plain. I want it dry. Right, exactly. I want to taste the meat, not the shit that you put on it. Right. Man. I'm buying a burger, not a fucking ketchup. I'm going to send you my barbecue burger. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Don't forget the interview. Yeah. yeah, stick around for the interview. Sky Elabar, brain himself. Bye. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where today we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, You just heard our review of The Greasy Strangler, and now we are joined by one of the stars, Brayden himself, Sky Elabar. Sky, how are you doing today? Really good. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So um, why don't you... uh, Tell us, you know, we, we just covered it. Obviously we all absolutely love it. So just why don't you start off by telling us how you got involved with the project. Uh, I got involved with the project by meeting Jim Hosking four years prior to doing the project, four or five years. Let me think. Yeah, it was five years. I'd been auditioning for him for, for a uh, couple short films, commercials, etc. We did two short films, Renegades and Crabs. Crabs was supposed to turn into a movie and it didn't. And then the Greasy Strangler just reared its ugly head. And I said, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It, uh, so it, when you read the script, I mean, obviously it's like insane. Uh, what was your initial reaction after reading it? Wow, this is insane. I've never read anything like this before. <laughs> not in a book or a script or anything. <laughs> and apparently those guys banged this thing out. It was, wow. it was quick, you nice. know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when, you know, reading the script and you, you know, you see your character Braden, um, you know, did, did you pull any inspiration or how, how did you, you know, decide that's how you were going to play the character? I had worked with Jim on a couple other projects before, so I kind of got into his his whole world, his whole thing, his whole style of doing things. So I kind of adapted around my thing around his style and kind of made it my own. So it was working with him. If I hadn't worked with him before, it would have been like, wow, how do I do this? But I kind of was prepped a little bit. <laughs> The, the couple years that I had working with him. That answers your question. Absolutely. Uh, so obviously the, the chemistry between you and, and Michael St. Michael's, of course, Big Ronnie is, is just phenomenal. Uh, had you guys ever met before? Or was this, was this your first time you guys had worked together? No, when he came to the, it, it, um, let's go back first. Sure. It was the, the greasy strangler. The character was supposed to be someone else prior to 
uh, Michael, and they had someone else like pinned for that. And that kind of like dissolved and they rushed to find somebody to like match up with me. And we did these chemistry reads in Hollywood where we'd, I'd meet with other big Ronnies and oh man, it was crazy. You know, big Ronnie was Clint Howard. Big oh. Ronnie was, was Don Swayze, Patrick Swayze's brother. Wow. Uh, on and on and on. I read with these different guys. And then uh, they were getting frustrated. And Jim, the director said, hey, Sky, why don't you play Big Ronnie? And I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I, I started the thing and they had a braid in there. So we did that for a while. And then Michael walked in and uh, Jim had auditioned him before, like two or three years before and thought of him and said, find this guy, bring him in. And they brought him in and he was perfect. Wow. He was perfect. Oh, oh, definitely. Um, now, would you say that the connection between you guys was almost like an instantaneous thing or did it take some time for you guys to feel each other? No, it was an instantaneous connection because yeah. the casting director, when we were in that chemistry thing, introduced me to him and said, would you, Sky, would you go in the other room and read with Michael? Just, you know, to get, and instantly when we were reading, I felt like, wow, this is going to work awesome. instantly. Perfect. Um, now, did the director have like a clear vision for you guys? Like, or did he give, let you guys have like a lot of improv? No improv whatsoever. Really? Nothing's improv. Everything. Okay. The, the beauty of that film is like his vision, his dialogue, his world, everything. He got, put us in those costumes. We went to a, a costume designer designed that stuff. So it was kind of us like falling into this character and making it real, making it larger than life, which I hope we did. Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously there's like so mem many memorable scenes uh, in this movie. Uh, what would you say would be was one of your favorite scenes to uh, film? I, God, there were so many great, great scenes. The movie theater was great, you know, running around and, and come, becoming the greasy, greasy strangler's son and running into the theater um, and running as, as a greasy guy in the, <laughs> in the Los Angeles forest. And uh, the walking tour was hilarious. I just, I, I loved it. I loved all that stuff, man. But here's the funny thing. Uh, who knows? This could go into the director's, director's second cut. If there, you okay. know. Sure. The final cut, of, the final scene of the movie was going to be Michael, St. Michael, and I walking, you know, that area which looks, the where we shot looks like an industrial area. Yes. He picked a street and we were going to walk down hand in hand at the beginning, the at sun up naked. <laughs> and we did this shot once. And Michael said, if I do it again, I'm going to die. And that was it. We couldn't <laughs> do it again. And they, they didn't use it. But uh, that was going to be the final scene of the movie, mm -hmm. which was, I thought was just so insane. <laughs>
That would have been amazing. I was, that was actually going to be my next question. Um, were there any other, obviously you mentioned that scene, but were there, were there any other scenes that you guys filmed that didn't make the final cut that you, you know, you wished had had made it in? I think most of my scenes made it in, but the hot dog vendor, when he went into his RV to go to, to go to the bathroom, yeah. there was all kinds of stuff in there that was hilarious that they didn't use. They just used the one shot at the end where he ch he strangled them. Okay. But there was some other stuff in there they didn't use. And um, let me think. Um, I think that's about it from my right. memory. Cool. Uh, so obviously as an actor, this movie definitely has some scenes I, I would imagine would, would take you out of your comfort zone, um, but maybe not for you. Uh, but so were there, was there ever a time maybe you, you felt any he hesitation um, when doing a scene or you know when reading the script? No, it's just walking around in the house in your underwear all day. It's like, <laughs> right. you know, that took some getting used to because you don't usually do that. Um, mm -hmm. Those costumes, those pink costumes were were uncomfortable to, oh, really? to walk in, to work in. But other than that, I, I really enjoyed the scenes, the, the whole concept of the movie, the story of the movie and how they put it together and the dialogue. I really thought it was genius. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Um, what happened to those, that costume, by the way? Did you get to keep it or anything? Or did you get to keep anything from the We're set? still trying to track down that costume. Really? Wow. Yeah, and we're going to be doing these, uh, these conventions soon. And we we're trying to get costumes made so we could go out and take yes. pictures in the pink uh, outfits. But I've been I've been trying to track those costumes down for five years. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I mean, obviously the fans I'm sure would love you know pictures of you guys in, in the costume yeah. together. Uh, how how do you feel doing doing conventions? You enjoy meeting the fans and doing uh the concert I do. circuit? I do. I enjoy it. Awesome. Going out there and you know just talking with people and hearing how they love the movie. No, totally. Uh, I did not love that, man. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, no, totally. I, I'm sure some of our fans and our listeners would, would love to meet you at a con. Do you have any coming up you can kind of promote and let them know about? We have one in Indianapolis, the Days of the Dead, mm -hmm. June 16th, 17th, and 18th. And then we have Atlanta on the 27th, 28th, 29th. And then we have Las Vegas, October 6th through the 8th. And then we have, um, what's the other one? There's one more, Chicago, some sometime okay. in November. Awesome. But, you, you guys are going to be busy. Yeah, yeah. And then the M Mad Monster guy, Eben, he's got a, a bunch of stuff he's doing, which a couple, like three or four or five or six more that are going to be sprinkled in there so um look out for us no totally we definitely will uh steve i know you got a few go for it i was curious uh, there's so many memorable scenes in this movie uh when you meet fans at conventions what is the one scene or a few of the scenes that they come to you most and say that they enjoy uh, they don't really we don't really get into the scenes oddly enough we just get into bullshit artists Hootie tootie disco cutie. It's just the 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 taglines, the uh, the the catchphrases in the movie, and you know, just spouting off. I 
you know, grease is not good for you. I read it in a fist fitness magazine that I found on the bus, that kind of stuff back and forth. And we just say, I love the movie. You know, I love this. I love that. It's not, we don't really get into favorite scenes. Uh, do you guys sell anything at the booths? I, I noticed that you have this amazing uh, beanie that you're wearing. We sell these. We okay. sell these pictures. I sell a thing called a greasy bundle, the ultimate greasy bundle. It's the script, a picture in our pink outfits signed by both of us and the greasy hat. So when you watch the movie, you have the picture there and you can go through the script while you watch the movie. Awesome. And is that something you sell online or is it only at conventions? I don't sell it online. People just, people just, uh, you know, messenger me and say on one of the sites, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and say, do you guys have any of the greasy hats or what else do you have? And it's kind of, you know, casual. It's not like a business. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to send you a message because I, I love this movie. I think this movie is just friggin' fantastic. Thanks, uh, man. Thanks. And how does it feel five years later that people are still like discovering this movie and just loving this movie? Like, uh, how does that feel as an actor and as a person? It feels incredible incredible I, I really feel you know blessed that I that I have this this thing I did that got me other things and it's like a, a you know a, a ball just picking up speed it really it's great it's gotten so many other projects for me mm. and people continue like yourself I don't know when you found it but people continue to come and say Oh my God, this movie, I didn't know it existed. This is fantastic. I'm the biggest fan. You know, I would imagine. How can, I mean, you, how can you no, not love that? Oh, right. No, I, I could imagine. I mean, this is like the perfect midnight movie, too. Like, have you done a lot of like midnight screenings and appearances Absolutely. for that? Yeah. yeah. 2016, awesome. when it was released, we did all the festivals and it was all midnight stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've gone everywhere from. Canada to Australia and it's been in all over fantastic <laughs> so, man I mean yeah it's it's amazing and I mean we so we actually you know had championed this movie for quite a while and uh, our co-host Steve here had actually never seen it up until a few months ago and we're like wow. you gotta you gotta see it and then we were like, we got to cover it now. So, you know, after he saw it, so we're excited. And we're, I mean, we couldn't be more happy to have you on uh, the show. Thank you. Well, I, yeah. You know, I always tell people, uh, like a neighbor of mine, Sky, what, what are you in anyway? I haven't seen any <laughs> of your stuff. And I say the greasy strangler. And he says, okay, I'll go. Where's, what's it on? It's on Amazon. <laughs> go watch it. And I'm like, just keep in mind that once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. <laughs> and he's what what does that mean? <laughs> but you guys are, you know, you're not about unseeing anything. <laughs> right. Uh, so I got to ask, how gross were uh, the greasy scenes? Like, what did they cover you uh, in? Like, what was that whole process like? That, that uh, if I can remember the, the uh, methacellulose, that methacellulose is some kind of an organic thing that looks like grease oil okay. and it just it just you have to apply it and continue to, once it dries up you have to apply more and then on top of that they put this stuff called liquid ice 
and it made it sheen and look really, really <laughs> greasy. But that shit was cold. Oh, really? It was, it was really cold. And we shot this movie in, uh, in at night sometimes. And here at night, it's like, it gets cold. Right. So imagine that that icy stuff on you when it's like 40 or 50 degrees. It feels like it's 30 degrees. <laughs> It was that that was a rough one, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the the other big question you probably get asked the most is a sequel. I mean, is there ever a potential or has there ever been any talk or anything you can share? I'm pushing for it. Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm, I guess I'm the only one pushing for it because <laughs> I think it's I think if we could get Jim and Toby into it to write us and uh, write a sequel. I think it would be like earth shatteringly brilliant and <laughs> oh, like yeah. take it to the next level. But Absolutely. it's, it's slow moving, put it that way. Okay. Well, we hope for sure. We, we definitely see something. Do you have like any, any ideas? Like, have you like, like pitched a script or anything or? I haven't. Cause it's kind of, gen my mind doesn't work like the greasy strangler, like writing wise. Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway so i would leave that up to jim and toby they're they're the like the mad scientists behind this they're the greasy gods <laughs> and right. um I, I wish they would jump on board and and it would happen like that if they right. jumped on board and said i want to do it yeah well i mean there's nothing more powerful than like horror fans and and you know so I guess everyone send them messages and let them know you Absolutely. want to see a greasy strangler too. Yeah. Send SpectraVision, <laughs> Elijah Woods people. They're the yes. people that that said, let's do this. We got to mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. So if we got enough people to go and say, hey, hey, Elijah, hey, hey, Daniel, let's do this. They would do it. Totally. Well, we definitely hope that happens. Uh, Sky, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, is there anything else, you know, you got coming up soon that, you, you know, you'd like to promote or, you know, where we can find you on social media or anything like that? I just, just did a short, well, it was actually before COVID and it was going to happen in 2020, but COVID happened. Um, it's called the ben, a ben Evans film and it was written by Josh Mallerman, the guy who's a horror writer. He's got like 40, 48 novels out, horror novels. He wrote the book, a Ben Evans film, and James Hall, a director, adapted it, and we did a short film, and now it's being funded, and it's really a crazy film. People are going to love it. That's, that's probably going to be next, and um, I've got a lot of other things on the burner. It's just getting the funding for them, working on it. Right. But a Ben Evans film is going to happen. Okay, cool. Well, we definitely you heard of Josh Mallerman? Uh, no, it doesn't he ring a bell. He did Bird Box. He wrote Bird oh, Box. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, he's he's got like forty-seven other novels out there that are just you know will scare the shit out of you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, we definitely. Uh, so everyone can check uh, with Sky Elabar over on Instagram, Facebook, all that. They can people the fans yep. can follow you. Yep. Okay. Awesome. absolutely thank you guys great thank you so much man we really appreciate you thank coming you. on thanks man and i'll get you on the next film i do absolutely, right. absolutely. We'd, we'd love to have you on again 
Cool, dude. Talk All right. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Peace. are these chips made from? Portugal. Excuse me, what? Portugal. Can you say that again? Portugal. Yes, but what are these chips made from? Portugal. Sorry, but what? Portugal. I don't understand. Can you say that again? Portugal. Please, one more time. Portugal. <sighs> okay, this is embarrassing. But please, can you say it a little slower? Portugal. I am very, very sorry. But I need to know what are these chips made from? Portugal. Please, one last time. Portugal. I think he's trying to say potato.